Hello. Welcome to Drinking and Thinking episode whatever. Don't yep. count. We don't count anymore. Yep. Uh, we got a special guest here, an old timer that I've known a long time. Craig's kind of a family member with him. <laughs> and Rick's known him quite a few years as yeah, well. Probably 10 or so at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, something like that. So uh, yeah. Mr. Kurt Chatwin, also known as Chatty. Only to a certain, certain, certain select cer- few. Certain few? Yeah. Okay. That's old school. Old yeah. school. Yeah, he doesn't go by that anymore. No. no okay, so if you call, dad. I'll go by whatever. If you call me that, <laughs> I know I know you've known me for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically uh, kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself when you know, and you can start as early as your childhood and well, hold on. different like, things, how, fun how things you, you've done. How do you know? How do I know him? Yeah. I've known Chatty since Stink Finger started, so we've been saying... 02-ish, 20 years? 02-ish, 20 years. Damn. Yeah. And then I actually got pretty close with Buck. Yep. Uh, your old buddy back still, still back in the day. Are, are you? Uh, he, yeah. How's he, he doing? He's good. A, he bought seven acres in Arkansas. Oh, oh wow. Uh-huh. We, we jammed recently about a year and a half ago. Oh, and that's now, he awesome. He was uh, a bandmate? Not with Stinkfinger. No. Oh, okay. No, just a buddy. Was, he was the singer in Leprechaun X. And how I met RV and those dudes is we were in canyon lake we were in a band called leprechaun x and Stingfinger was we had them opening shows for that's us that's right that's okay <laughs> and then um on the spot uh kyle's brother jay jay bird thank you bro <laughs> dude there's nobody that i know oh. that's it's better with jay. names oh, oh. no, no that's better with names than this yeah. guy yeah like Excellent. he knows like remember that guy back in uh i think he was 92 yeah. Uh, yeah, we we partied with him on that dirt hill. Remember, his name was Steve Larkinson. <laughs> what? I don't know a Steve Larkinson, but that sounded good. <laughs> no, yeah, he was just one of those guys. Like my best friend, I grew up with in La Puente, California. Fifty nine years ago, we're born. Right. This he never really got out of the hood. So he'll say, "Hey, man, don't you remember Pedro from like third grade?" I'm Pedro. Oh, yeah, you fuck cuss oh, all no, you want, bro. buddy. I, know, just, well, I don't know him, bro. I've had 20 lives since then. You're still in yeah. the same fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Jay Bird left the band. He became a Riverside County Sheriff. So, guitar player, Leprechaun X, started playing bass and Stingfinger in one so of the most how funnest did, bands I've ever been in. How did Stingfinger start? I have no idea. Uh, well, it would have been. Hills or knows? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm Chad gonna, knows. I'm going to say, and if they, were, if they end up listening to this, they'll correct me, but. So Robert Van Bar- Von Bargen, um, Kyle Daria went to school together. Oh, we school. all did. we all went to school together. But yeah. Um, Elsinore, and, yeah, at Elsinore High, okay. and actually probably those guys have known each other since elementary school for sure. Right. Um, and then Jay was in the bad band, like Chatty just said. So there was a bass player and Kyle that was a guitarist. They were brothers. Okay. So it was the two of them, um, and then. And, and these then, guys are your age. This is when you were in high yeah, school. Yeah. Um, uh, Robert's one year older than me, yeah, and then Jay 50. is. Jay is, I think, three years younger than me, and Kyle's one year younger than me. So all in the same era. But we all ran in the same clique, though. We all partied at the same parties. Crazy eights? Uh, no, they were not crazy eights. Uh, but anyhow. Uh, <laughs> that's a different story. That's a funny one. But uh, um, And then I forget. I want to say, did Roach move in with them, with RV, and that's how he probably got in the band, maybe? Don't know, bro. I, I forget how Roach before, came around. Yeah, before my time, so... I, you know, had a previous life as a musician, so Roach had known about me and RV as well. So when I met them, we had jammed for a while, and they were we were playing shows, and they were opening up, and then uh, we disbanded the Leprechaun X thing, and we went our ways. And Jay quit, and they go, "Hey man, you want to play bass?" Twenty years later, here we are, and about wow. six months six months ago, we started jamming again. Yeah, it's wow. awesome to hear. How long of a break was there? 
We the last time we played was almost 10 years ago for mm. my 50th birthday. I'm 59 Whoa. years old and yeah, we played at whatever club that the old Coyote yeah. Grill in Canyon Lake <laughs> that we just got it back together again. The, the band has back together. The even, was, even that was uh you guys stopped stop prior to that even. Yes sir. Just played for about 7 or 8 years. No, not that long. About 07 was the last I think official Stingfinger show and then RV Floyd, <laughs> Robbie Richards, rest in peace, Tyler Evans. We started recording more traditional rap songs in my little studio there. Yeah. And uh, about 10 of them. And then, you know, we didn't really do anything with that. And then a few years went by and we did that reunion show and that was it. We were quiet Tyler again. Evans, like the, the Moto guy? Yeah. yeah. Why did, uh, and why did it fall apart or? Well, we never, it, like I said, there wasn't really a band. I was producing all the music uh, electronically with drums and all the background music. It's actually really good. Man. Really, it's good anthem. It's more white hip-hop music mm -hmm. than, yeah. than the riff rock Stingfinger was. Uh, you know, just I don't know why I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. We talked about just it. Just people It's called life. And, you know, well, and that's yeah. what I was going to say, you know, because what, what? what? Who's they in? Oh. That, that Chatty was talking to me Jeez. before you guys got the here. Rule number one is yeah. that uh, um, is that when he was in Stinkfinger, he had young kids then. Yes. So now he's you know these other guys all have young kids now, and so he's like you know yeah. now they're seeing that what Kurt was having the challenges he had of you know maybe getting around or doing whatever he could, and the fact that you're getting older too, you know it's well, yeah. yeah you can't be a rock star forever. No. I mean. Very few people are, I suppose. You know, well, those guys, it was, it was still their heyday. Yeah. They okay. were having fun. You know, I, I was a business owner, a dad, you know, 12-pack of Coors Light ropes and, you know, bong togs wasn't working for me. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And they that's get, a fact. They get yeah. it now. It's yeah. hard to live the rock and roll lifestyle and put food on the table. Right. No. You only I can mean, do, yeah. You know. But you're playing again, right? You're telling me that you're, you've been playing piano quite a bit. and Stingfinger plays again. Well, I know that, but oh, you're yeah, saying yes. Yep, I play. You've been writing yeah, I, I am a songwriter. I, I play guitar and piano all the time. It's I've been playing the piano since I've been about 11 years old. I could just yeah. sit down and play. And but true story, the neighborhood I grew up in, uh, all the older dudes who I looked up to because they had the chicks, they were all musicians. Okay. And uh, so at a young age, I could just sit down and play the piano. But I was embarrassed to be a piano player and tell people I liked Elton John so I learned guitar so I could play Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath also <laughs> to get the chicks well that's what I thought <laughs> <laughs> and then as about a teenager then I realized the piano got the chicks oh so then, okay you know, sadly enough probably used that you know instead of yeah so I, that was a question works, I mean it did that was a question <laughs> that was a question I wanted to ask like how you know did you get into music uh you were how old when you like picked up or started piano or picked up guitar? Uh, about 11 years old with the piano, about 13 with the guitar, and probably by 17, 18 years old playing in, in bands, lo local bands. And by my early 20s, you know, every club in Hollywood you never heard of. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so you're, you're 11 years old. Who's, who's yeah. pushing you to play the, play the, play the piano? Great question. Uh, nobody pushed me. I had a, I had a father who was raised Mormon. He certainly was black sheep of the family because Mormons don't smoke weed. He did. <laughs> and uh, so his mother, who was a lifelong piano player in the church, she would 
attempt to give me and my two sisters when we were young lessons, and I wasn't really much into it. Hmm. And uh, a couple years passed, and the crap that she was teaching me, I had forgotten. I just sat down, and I realized without you know the official stuff, I could just play. So, you know, some people have a, an ear for music, right? And uh, that was really it, man. I so just, you're able to hear a song and be like, I can do that. Uh, you, you know, some people have great ear like that. I, I, it's kind of like that for me, but it's more like uh, rather than emulate what I hear, I could just play. Uh, just comfortably, dexterity-wise, I understood music theory, and any musician that plays the piano understands that all Western music as we know it, fellas, whether it's Western, you name it, country Western, jazz, rock, Motown, same as Rick knows, Rick's a guitar player. Ish. <laughs> same 12 notes, regardless of the style. Yeah. And once that, that piano, every 12 notes, it repeats itself. They're called octaves. That's, that's the whole shish kebab right there, man. Yeah, so which you can obviously read, read music then as well. Uh, later in life, yeah, that comes by default. Uh, and then when you play guitar, you could cheat and you could play. Uh, you, we read guitar progressions or chord charts they're called and then so i really like uh older tunes and just strumming and playing myself it's always been my dream to have like a little side band that played uh you know you had a party at your house once the beer fest at stadium those kind of things that you know Mm. it's not something um uh, back in the day a true musician would be in but i always wanted to be like in a cover band Mm. I never really was. I was always in original bands yeah. or something. But uh, you guys would play covers, but it was that's not what you maybe one or on. two. Yeah. Well, yeah. We do. Show. which everybody does. What I mean, do we do? Yeah. We play. Uh, we play. Mama said, "Knock you yep. out," and we play. Now we added uh, "Fight for Your Right to Party." Beach nice. Boys, nice. And Love we're, that. we're about seventeen songs deep between a couple covers in the original tunes, and the plan is to add some more stinkified songs as we call them do them our way so we can if we play places we got a little more material you know 17 songs go quickly yeah so are you singing at all or are you just playing bass the backup singing yeah, yeah. rv and hype got that down b floyd and who brian hype floyd, floyd. Oh, yeah. brian floyd he's back in it huh how's yes, he doing sir this is awesome band, my man oh yeah it's yeah. awesome yeah that's cool that's yeah. good news therapy yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, he's awesome, man. He really is. That's it's, rad. So are you guys going to put out all this stuff after you've cleaned it up, you think, to where we can everybody can start listening to it again on Spotify or whatever? Wow, that would be really cool. Uh, it's easy. The intent. Yeah, well, we do it. We, we, yeah, we're we free. <laughs> well, we, we have, you know, we have a CD now because, you know, yeah. all musicians know this. You got to relearn your shit. So the right. first thing we had to do is go relearn those songs and uh, – you know, the goal is to play, and the goal is, I don't know, Ricky, you ever been in a band, but Never. the biggest regret no. of musicians Not that is that you go a few years, you don't get a record deal, you hate each other, right. worse than a relationship with a lady, and you end up splitting up, and that's a regret. Like, there's bands that I wish we would have just kept around and jam when you want, and like Stinkfinger, you know, a couple shows a year in the lake or whatever, you yeah. know, it'd be cool. So we all, as we're getting older, we go, yeah, man, let's get this back together. We have a lot of fun together. It's, it's awesome. kind of like sitting around here. Yeah. yeah. Get off at Stadium. We need to have a, a reunion party at For Stadium. Sure. Yeah, no, we've got. We'll do it at Main I, Street. I'd love, I'd love to. Saying, especially yeah. original artists because we don't have to, like, when you have, like, original songs, uh, you don't have to pay ASCAP. Right. Fees, which is freaking amazing because they rape you on, oh, on that, you know. Yeah. 
Um, it's where all the dough goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'd love to get some music going at, at Main Street again. 18 sure. and over. Yeah, definitely going to have to. No, yeah, now, <laughs> no now, kids. Now it's all family scene. Though. Oh, well, yeah. yeah oh, know. well. We have, might have to. fingers still a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's, some, the there's some controversial yeah. lyrics here uh, and there. All, all fun. Right. All so tongue, and, just close, tongue and cheek. Just tell, just tell RV to clean those up. Change the words like they're doing with everything else these no, days. No, we'll just close the <laughs> early, like 8 p.m. And then well, start the concert. Well, you know, then. man, you know, when you got songs like Saki Makes Me Horny. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, where do you yeah. go through and bleep out? Such a rat song, too. I love that song. Yeah, maybe leave that one out on the family edition. Yeah. Chips, dips, chains, and whips. Yeah. <laughs> so going back a little bit, you know, you mentioned uh, guitar progressions and, like, how there's, you know, so many chords and it translates to all different songs and there's a million different combinations. Like, my biggest thing, the thing that holds me back the most from being, like, good, in my opinion, is the fact that, they're, that almost all songs are interchangeable. Like you have one song that is like G C D, the next song is like G D A or whatever, and I'll be halfway through a song, and I'll my brain will like just go off into space, and I'll pick up and I'll start doing the other song. You know, yeah. was that ever a problem for you? Did you ever have to like jump that hurdle? Because I um, feel like for me, it's just all right. I'm like I don't practice enough, so right. like I've never been able to jump that hurdle. You know. Yeah. Um you know, and that might be the case. Uh, I don't know exactly that, but, but I do know, and I think all musicians go through this. You could be in the middle of a song, and, you know, for me, I really get into it. My eyes close. I'm in another world. I've forgotten where the fuck I was many times on stage. <laughs> well, because you're, yeah, you're yeah, or, but yeah, uh, but a good band. So much high or drunk, it's just that's part of the, you know. Yeah, you, you just get lost. Yeah, you're in you it. Know, but you know, you fake it. Nobody knows. I mean, it's not like for the whole duration. But you're all, you know, you're into something. I can remember one time we we're playing at the Whiskey A Go Go, and they used to have these things called. Uh, oh, not wow, you could they they had these Monday night jams and all the uh, man. I'm not a name dropper, but many bands are household names now. These guys all came up through that. We were playing. Yeah, they provided a back line, meaning the equipment was on the stage for you. So you had four or five oh, okay. songs. The bands are coming through. And I can remember we're like in the middle of a song, and I don't even remember what. And I, and I was the only guitar player, and it just, I just kind of caught myself like, where the oh. fuck am I? And fluffed around a little bit, hit some harmonics, and then caught back on. But that's typical. So to be in a song and get lost into another song... I, yeah, I don't know if I've done that, but I've certainly okay. got lost in the middle it happens of the song to me, in a performance. Yeah, it happens to me almost every time. Like, it, like I don't know what it is with my brain, but like, I feel I feel like I need to take some Adderall or something to like fucking focus. You know, like ADD, on, ADHD. I have be. never been diagnosed, but like that's <laughs> the only spot where I've like, like. It pisses me off so bad because I, I thought he was perfect other than no, short. No, no, no. Yeah. And see, that's yeah. like I'm always solo. So it, like when you're solo, it has to be perfect. Like you can't F up because there's nobody no, to pick up. the. That, that's what I was going to say is in, in a, you know, a larger band when you got a rhythm guitarist and you got a lead, you can kind of it can be hidden. Yeah. A mistake can be hidden easily. Yeah. But like you're saying, if you're solo, sure. where did, where, who's hiding it? Yeah, well, so, you know. so you're saying you, you know you screwed up. Does anybody else know you screwed up? No, no chance. Yeah. No, right. Hey, convert. And with that said, some of the best shows, you're so stoked and people aren't into you. And some of the shittiest shows, people are, oh, my God, you guys have never been better. It's a 
it's all relative to the amount of alcohol they drank. <laughs> yeah. 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 And them days in Canyon Lake, it was definitely <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very yeah, heavy. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. How come nobody signed you guys? Yeah. Well, you know, ironically, we did. Uh, we got Danny Martinez on drums. Sorry, Mikey. You know, yeah. they, they signed, you know, they signed the deal with the devil. You know, early on, I explained to them I didn't want to break up the neighborhood band. But I'm all fellas, you know, um, if, if you guys want to do anything, we got a lot of connections. If you want to play shows. But we probably need to get my boy Danny, and Mikey's an awesome guy. Man. Well, well hold, it, on, it, my, hold on, so Mikey was another friend that went to school. With he's actually in my wedding. Yeah, yeah, there you oh, go. So man. yeah, yeah. And, I'd say for people listening, like explain that story real quick. Okay, so so they were like a local band. Chad knows just really, we, Chad we knows just, the history. We more just than basically me. they would play all of our backyard parties. Right. And everybody that came there was everybody from high school that hung out with those cliques and all this stuff. I mean, we were playing down the street from here uh, over closer to uh, Grant. I forget if that was Heather's house or whoever's house it was. But so they had a big following of all of us high school stuff. And then they'd start playing some smaller places in the Santa Fe Springs. The Doll Hut. Yeah. So, yeah, places like that um, where, you know, there's a strip club next door or whatever. Um, That was Angels and Corona. I was in the band. Oh, that one, too. So that was different. So that was later. (laughs) That was later. Like what Rick was saying, I I have good memory with people and this and that, but I I could forget a lot of that kind of shit. So, um, but so that's how they kind of started out. They were just, you know, high school buddy band, you know, and then, and then like what Chatty's saying is the fact that they were like, Hey, do you, if you guys want to take this to the next level, there's some things, changes we need to make. And so I'm sure it was hard for Mikey to have his buddies that were like his best friends almost tell him, Hey, you know, we're moving in a different direction. Yeah. And I know he did take it hard at first, but it, it, but it was, it was like, Mikey's the type of guy, man, he gets mad for about five seconds and it's gone. I never saw the mad. I'm sure he was, but he was, he was super cool. And then, so we brought in Danny Martinez, a buddy of mine, uh, about your guy's age. And I had known Danny since he was, uh, a young guy and he was in buck and i had a band called king size in the 90s we played Lollapalooza 95 Whoa. we were and danny's just a great natural drummer all elbows mm. and and he was 18 years old when he started jamming with us so he was around and i just said hey you guys i got a drummer and danny came in and and by the way i was playing bass in stink finger so when I fucked up, nobody really knows because those notes are so <laughs> low. You can just mingle them all together. But Danny came in, and right away, the rhythm section of bass and drums, it was, before you know it, we were playing all the house of blues. We were, because those guys are from this area, they were big with the metal militia. We yep. played 2002 at the uh, Storm the track, Stadium yeah. throttle. Oh, yeah, that's right, throttle. Coolio, Naughty by Yeah, Nature. that was Metzger rad. was barely doing his fr- uh, first backflip yeah. back then, if you really think oh, about I it. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So next thing you know, we're playing. We opened up the San Diego House of Blues, Hollywood. I mean, we were playing these big shows, the after parties for Super Bowl and Motocross. Yep, Supercross I mean, and Anaheim. You remember that, dude? Yep, we, were yep. just, we were playing in front of thousands of people. How did that just, feel, man? Uh, I mean, for me, it's just like a job. I had been doing that for a long time. But there wasn't any, like, adrenaline. You know, like, you play a club, Whiskey A Go-Go. There's freaking, oh, you know, 30, that. 40 people. You play, like, you know, Storm Stadium or whatever. There's thousands of people there. Yeah. The roar of the crowd kind of thing. Hey, Lollapalooza. There's like well, yeah, okay, that. that. Well, that's yeah, not, even that better, wasn't obviously Stinkfinger, but that's, you know. Yeah, it was But size. anyway, like, I mean. Oh, it's great, bro. That's why I can't fit a cap on my head still to this day. 
Really? You, I'm just kidding. No, that, when but you're young, you, oh yeah. You never ahead. even bring that up. I mean, so I, I don't, I don't believe, I don't see that part of you. Like, I, I don't even know yeah. your. Yeah, I, I, I don't know you as a musician. I only, I know you more as a buddy than yeah. a musician. Sure. And this guy's like the most humble dude. He's just a good like, dude. Just I a mean, good hangout you know. guy. Never talks about himself. But yeah, like you've done some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how did how did that feel though? Being on stage, hear the roar of the crowd. You're doing your solo or whatever. You get a little bit more like, yeah, it's God, great. it has to feel cool, man. Well, I think, you know, at the heart of it, you know, besides just jamming and that's your craft. Yeah, that's why you do it. You live for that. And uh, and uh, wow. I mean, since we're on it. So so the turning point for me is I met my awesome wife, April. Mm-hmm. She was 18 years old. I was 29. It was 1992. We had just <laughs> met. We went on our first date to the L.A. County Fair in uh, August, and uh, just beautiful, super sweet girl. I was How'd a fucking mean? big dick. Uh, I was the singer of a band. Okay. Uh, and she was a groupie. Groupie. <laughs> yeah, and she was so sweet. Unlike, you know, most of the tattooed chicks that followed me around, she was just awesome, man, awesome chick. So. Uh, I knew her about two months, and I got an opportunity to go on tour with Joe Walsh from, you know, Joe Walsh. Everybody yeah, knows. Dude. I was going to say the Eagles, but everybody yeah, knows yeah. Joe Walsh. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was like a six-week gig. and uh, Life's been good. Yeah, yeah for sure. Has, Rad song. It had been for him. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, I was still fully aspiring. I had, you know, adults. You used to say, well, dude, what's your fallback plan? I used to say, fallback plan? If you got a fallback plan, you will. I mean, I was all yes. in. Nice. It was, it was yes. make it or die. So, yes. so as a kid at 13 years old, I owned the Hotel California album. And above my door, back when there were albums, right. and you'd wait for that Vinyls. poster, yep. above my door was, you know, the poster of the Eagles, and there was Joe. So this wasn't that many years. You know, now that we're yeah. older, not that many years later, I get an opportunity to roll out with this dude. That's crazy. And uh, this was before the Eagles 1994 reunion. The Hell Freezes that. Over tour. Yeah, man. So Joe had a little bit of an alcohol and cocaine problem. A little bit. Yeah. A lot. I mean, <laughs> well, so how about this? Life's man? been good so far. So, yeah. so I'll tell you how big of a problem he had. So we're, we're this is Midwest. He's from uh, Canton, Ohio. And we had played... Lexington, Kentucky, we had played uh, Ohio State, uh, High Street right there, War call, War Memorial Coliseum, something. We had played uh, election November 12th, 1992. Bill Clinton just took office. We had played a big show there, uh, and we, were, we, we headed along Lake Erie to Rochester, New York. That was going to be the next show, and everything was kosher so far. Just been a couple weeks. And we we show up, and this show was at an old white front Zodiac, like a giant, like Sipcoy's gig, big, uh, a giant uh, storefront, basically converted into a club. Well, yeah. the the crew sets up all day long, and the FedEx package didn't come, and Joe canceled the fucking show. What do you mean the Fe- oh the yeah. FedEx? What do you think? Yeah, it didn't snow that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show canceled. We basically uh. it was like an old western. We got chased out of town. Honestly, it was it was crazy. So anyway, so that, wait a minute. That wait a minute. tour ended. Wait, yeah, hold on. Re- rewind real quick. Yeah. So Joe was blown out of his mind every show that you were on. So sorry, Joe. I got to tell it like it is, my man. 
Joe would, Joe would I not be. I know that Joe's listening. No, no. That'd be funny if he is, though. I get back to him. He don't, don't remember me anyways. Yeah, he was hey, so blown out. That's okay. That's okay. I was big yoked with tattoos. They were all afraid of me anyhow. They called me Spike. That was my nickname. Now, you know, now we're just going to remember you. Hey, hey, Zach Starkey, Ringo Starr's son, was our drummer. Wow. Whoa. True story. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah. It's great, wow. great, great, great. But anyway, um, Joe would not. The, the road manager would have to leave two greyhounds by the door in the morning for Joe to even come out of the room. Oh, wow. And then, so, yeah, so the, so, so the blow, the package didn't come. That was it. We packed it. But in did you ship. ever, like, what, did he have a regimen? Like, I need to do at least two lines before I go and perform. That side of it was personal with him. The band, okay. everybody kind of did it a little bit, but he was, he's a rock star, bro. He, had he was own, his he own, had his own thing. Bu- he had his own bus. Well, yeah. Him and his stripper girlfriend. He had his own bus. We were all. Okay, so you didn't associate or party with him too no, much. We did. Uh, no, not too much. But there were times we had layovers. Uh, they would give us, uh, you know, the hotels would have like ballrooms for a convention, or whatever. We would have poker tournaments, and you know, life is not. So if you're Reba McIntyre, your family's with you. You're playing a show, taking three days off. When you're a touring musician, you got to remember Joe is a big dude, but we're playing five and 10,000 seaters. Uh, you're playing a show, packing your shit up, getting on that bus, sleeping while you roll to the next show. Yeah. And it's you Repeat. might you yep. might play three, four shows, have a layover. That election show, we had three days in Indianapolis that we had a poker tournament. We, we had some fun times. The younger dudes Zach and the younger dudes, we would hang out. We'd go to clubs after the shows. Uh, absolutely. But and the uh, younger dudes, you, you were 29 at this point? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and Joe's older. I don't know how, Joel, how old Joe is, but all the backup dudes. And he was originally in a band called uh, James Gang, and yeah. they're all from Ohio. So when we played Cleveland, I think, it was a reunion. They came mm. up and played Funk 49 and mm. all those songs. Oh. But, uh, but anyway... Again, I'm thinking I'm going to be a rock star. God gives me a glimpse into what the rock star life is. I got this beautiful, sweet girl back at home. Mm. and uh, That's so, all you could think about. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of really, it started to, I started to go, really, dude? I mean, this is like, the dude's the man and this is it. I started mm. going, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to pack it all in for this. I mean, dude, right. I had dude's poster on my door. Yeah. And so it didn't was that start the start of sorry, yes, the sir. start where you're saying where your head's gonna start swelling at this point? Oh no, it had been swole. Oh, it already was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was a cute well, kid. I, Girls weren't my problem. Yeah, you know. you're you're playing with Joe Rawls at that point. Your head's That's, pretty swole. It's already okay. But now yeah. he's thinking. Yeah, but at the same time, like you had a realization at some point that like you saw this guy, okay, like when we're young and a teenager, we have those posters on the wall and we think, Man, dude, if I could ever be a rock star that's the shit. You got close to it. You saw it, and you're like, man, maybe, maybe I don't, I don't yeah. know that I want to be a rock star. No, because they all drank a lot. They all did blow. Yeah. It's, it's hey, what I learned is it's a lonely life. Mm. So when you when we hear that same played out sad story of drug addiction and suicide and all that, it's lonely, man. Mm. I I. And to keep yourself relevant, you got to keep in that lifestyle. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say. So you're on a tour, and it's just a repeat every day. You're doing the same, same thing. It's, you're getting over your planes. hangover by doing more blow. Yeah, I mean, same you know. rub, yeah. Yeah, that's a trip. You know, the 
like American society, the world society, really. I don't, yeah, I think I don't think it matters. Like we hold celebrities to this high, like they're gods almost. Like, oh man, God, I just wish I could be an actor. I wish I could be a rock star or something like that. But it's, uh, it's, like it's hard work. You're owned by your label. You, you're a slave to. You're more of a slave than you are like a hero, I think. Yeah. For well, most what, of the once time. Once you get a peek behind the curtain, but to the the layman, yeah. Correct. You, you put them up on that pedestal. Right. Until it, you're saying yeah. you see it and like, well, fuck. You know what yeah, it is? Gnarly. It's it's honestly, it's a lonely existence. You live for that hour or two a night, mm-hmm. however and often you jam. When you're a local band, you might, you're depending on your crowd to follow you around. And if you're good enough, you develop a crowd. Sting finger towards the end. Like, we would play these. We weren't a pay-to-play band. They might have been, you know, before I got in the band. But, but you know, nothing, back in nothing. the day, you would, hey, Crazy. man, you want to play with the L.A. Guns? Sell 500 tickets. You know, Sting finger wasn't that. We were playing, and it was really fun. So the I equate them to LMFAO, that anthem, Fun Rock. We would play on these big shows that only had a DJ. And at 12 at night, we would come in and play. We had some awesome shows. It was a lot of fun. But as a musician, an actor, you live for that spotlight. Because at the end of the day, most of us are living for the limelight. So yeah. It's really what it is. Now, I could jam in my, I could play Elton John songs in my room for myself. Yeah. It's different nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love jamming. You know, Craig knows. It's, it doesn't matter. But back then, yeah, dude, it's all ego. So you're, you're you're wanting now to be back in the band. I mean, what what like, mm. a while ago you mentioned something about like just playing at a local coffee shop or like 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 uh, Anthony. And I've done it back in the day. You know, like by yourself on the piano, just just jamming by Acoustic yourself. Acoustic guitar, a couple yeah. dudes like you know me and Rick playing Lion Eyes from the Eagles. You know, Margaritaville <laughs> shit like that. I always I watch dudes like honestly beer fed. You get bands there, and I watch these guys, and I'm like, that's the shit, bro. You don't take it serious. You just have fun. People know the tunes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, did you have uh, – there was a moment, at, you know, when April came into the picture. Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, it sounds like you came to a rela- realization that this wasn't what life was all about. Like initially, probably when you're first practicing, you had the posters on the wall. I want to be a rock star. Here comes this girl. You've been in it for a little bit. And he was a rock star. He was there. He was, no, know? but, like, not the rock star. Right. Like, you weren't, like, you weren't Joe Walsh. No. No, you were supporting Joe Walsh, you know, so you're doing your hour show, and, yeah, that felt good, but then you're on the top bunk of this fucking bus going down the road, and you can't really sleep because all the noise, and, you know, oh, your, but, whoa, your buddy really? on the lower bunk is puking because he drank too much, you know, a second ago. <laughs> like, like, I can imagine how it went asses. most of the time, you know, yeah. and then at some point, you came to the realization like, all right, I've done that. Like, I wonder what, quote, quote, normal life is. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it was it was the it was an eye opener, but it wasn't the end of the story. So mm-hmm. we still we still pursued that about a year later. Buck, Buck you and Mur- April. Bu- uh, no, Buck Murphy and I. Okay. My other love. No, I'm just kidding. Buck <laughs> so you, and I, you left Joe Walsh. Now you're doing. Oh no, I was. I just went on tour. A friend of mine was the road manager. It yeah. was just a short-lived thing. We come back and uh, and and Buck and I, we started a band called King Size. Buck was a uh, 
Buck is a rather famous musician. He was the singer of Liquid Jesus, signed to MCA Records in the late 80s. They were touted to be the next Jane's Addiction. Buck's phenomenal. Yeah, love his Buck voice. Buck is a rock star yeah. through and through, man. I mean, the dude is just phenomenal singer. His mouth opens and look the fuck out. So we started a band, and ironically, we started a band because the band Buck was in, Green Thumb, broke up, and his guitar player has been the guitar player Chris Shiflett and the Foo Fighters. Yes. Ever mm. since. No use for a name. Scott, Scott Shiflett is face the to brother. Face to face. Yep. Face to face. And Josh Freeze has played with yep. every. I get the chills when I Dude, say it. Dude, Josh Freeze. Oh, best yeah. drummer, bro. He's played with everybody. Pearl Jam, you name yeah. it. And, uh, and you know, Buck was odd man out. But anyway, Buck is phenomenal. So we ran with that. And we, you know, we played big shows. We recorded by record labels, the whole nine. But, uh, it's a tough gig. It's a tough business. We let party and other things get in the way. There's politics in music. Um, there was a guy named David from Capitol Records that just leveled with me one day, and he had just basically said, bro, we had recorded. We had recordings. Uh, Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction. He hooked us up in a rad studio in Ventura, recorded our whole catalog. Buck is phenomenal. You hear this shit should have been on TV, and homie told me, he's like, bro, you don't have a record deal because Buck's got a bad name in the industry. Oh, Sorry, shit. Buck, if you're listening. But anyway, that was that, man. Went, went, went. So, uh, and then, you know. And, it, and that could be reversed? Or, or spun back around a different way? or Could yeah. it have been? Yeah, probably, dude, probably. I mean, when you look back on it, things could all be different. But, but yeah. we're young, and at that point, maybe not even chronologically young. But when you're a musician and that's what your life is, you're certainly, uh, you know, immature in some areas. And, and reality was we wanted to be, especially Buck and I were the songwriters. And as you know, that's where the dough is. You could be the drummer in the band, and you're getting what's called mechanical royalty. You're just playing, bro, and you're just... The songwriter, the publishing royalties is where all the dough is. Yeah, so, well, and you can do that from home. You don't have to go on tour. Right, and we had great songs, and this was really before the Internet. This is, you know, you didn't have. We were still walking the Sunset Strip, passing out flyers. <laughs> you know, things, times were different. But, uh, and then, uh, in, you know, we had, April and I had my daughter, Bailey, and, 1995 and actually we had her july 11th 95 and the next month was Lollapalooza, so it was really i was really torn at that point because i was not going to be an absentee father and all that so we ran with that for about another year and then as us cd musicians do buck had already kind of started another band and then I did nothing for a while. We moved to Canyon Lake in uh, April 4th, 1997. The very next day, my wonderful son, Craig's son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Kobe Chowdhury. <laughs> yeah. But April wasn't feeling well. There, Here's Coco. We did a little pregnancy test, yeah. so it all worked out well. And then I did not jam again until about 01, 02 when we started Leprechaun X. And that brings us all the way back to how well, I originally jammed with Stingfinger. How was that, though? How was that break for you? It was awesome because I had I didn't miss it. Like I walked away, no problem. I would occasionally jam and I play other instruments, so I would show up and do gigs. I'd play little piano spots here and there. He always and, had uh, a guitar around the house or whatever. Guitars, piano, keyboards. I played in reggae bands, country bands, you name it, man. So it was cool. It was cool. And as the kids got a little bit older, uh, you know, 
April was cool with us starting to jam again. Buck had moved to Canyon Lake. He followed me there. He moved the very last year. I mean, do we go with this story even better? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. He moved into Brian Deegan's house. Yeah. Uh, and stiff fucking Brian Deegan for six months of rent. Hanson lived across the street. That yep. was Land's End. Yeah. And then the reason he stiffed him and the reason we broke up is because before, remember, I'm a family man and he was too. We made a pact that drugs weren't going to enter the thing. And we showed up for a show one time and I could tell my man was gacked out of his mind and by that time it wasn't cocaine anymore it was that other nasty shit what's that other speed speed bro meth yes i never fuck with that shit i don't know about it it was one time that was it our drummer our drummer was greg signs in in leprechaun x greg signs was the drummer for excel suicidal tendencies they were a venice band greg signs is still a touring musician to this day he plays with the dwarves and he's he plays with he's played with uh eagles of death metal the dudes out from the desert he's still in that crew and that click yeah you know i'm old enough to know there's a lot i got a lot of history behind me Mm -hmm, and a lot of mm -hmm. bands come and go and uh anyways that was it I, i just couldn't uh it wasn't about to put my family through that kind of stuff. And that was it. It was easy to break it off. And I was already hanging out with RV and those guys. And, you know, I love Robert. Robert and I have worked together forever. and We jammed together. So it was easy to to want to play with those guys. And so where's Buck now? Because I could walk to practice. Yeah, right. Buck, uh, Buck now, and he's doing well. Buck's awesome. He's had some ups and downs in life. But he's well. Yeah, he, uh, we all owns, have. He owns seven acres in Arkansas. Okay, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Um you get you were close right so you had your, your guy from mca saying bro it ain't gonna happen capital, right you yeah. had a couple or capital you have a couple other bands that, that are legit and I, I guess my question is is what's the difference between you guys at that point and you know uh not the eagles but a, a band at your caliber that made it like what what so what, that, that, that was the point? new metal area and, you know what you it's know. called luck yeah some of the best musicians in the world will never be known yeah. I, I have friends that are so unbelievably phenomenal never got timing a and luck timing and luck as, as you know corn the band corn so i played before there was corn before they got jonathan davis they were a band called lapd out of la yep. they're from uh, bakersfield, bakersfield california and uh <clears throat> they have a song and they basically basically allude to the fact that there's only and you know back then radio was everything you know streaming yeah. this shit was this came later there's only 24 hours a day. There's only so many radio stations and there's only so many songs in rotation. You either got a chance or you didn't. A lot of it was who you know, absolutely 100%. The internet changed that. Ambitious young bands with talent, uh, if your shit's good, people know it. And mm-hmm. if you get exposed, and that's what happened. And uh, you know, there's many bands that have made it since then from doing their own shit on the internet. And that's really what it was. So uh, what exposure, was yeah. Um, yeah that was it. I mean, the tipping point to guys that make it, guys that don't. Yeah. Luck, honestly, luck. Who you know? There's so many phenomenal, even locally, man. There's so many great musicians. It's not about talent. It's about. So I've always been a songwriter. Uh, mushy songs, love songs. You know, it's like if you have a knack, you know, I can make you guys cry with songs. Like, I'm really a good lyricist. You know, everybody has a certain gift. I'm not an exceptional piano player. I'm not an exceptional guitar player. I'm like a utility guy. My real gig is lyrics and and writing songs and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Are you trying to get them out to 
No, actually, I yeah, I Anybody? am trying to get them out onto a fucking recording device because I just drag my feet on that. I have a lot of recordings, but I have so many songs that that is my goal is to, you know, I have a recording studio. But what happens is, and you kind of alluded to it, you start recording and most musicians are really critical. I start to record and I'll record and I'll cringe and I'll walk away from it and I'll go back. And then so it's a... Uh, it's something that that I want to do. I do want to get this music out. And now that I'm older and I realize, yeah, dude, there's a lot of dough. I might not be the one performing it, but yeah. a lot of musicians aren't songwriters. No, they're not. A lot of musicians have Most of songs, them aren't. Right, dude. A lot of musicians have songs written for them. And that would, there's no chance in hell unless my family or now my wife would go with me. I wouldn't tour. Right. No chance. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave what I have to do that i know what it's like it's like yeah that that part of me that ego doesn't need to be fed anymore but i'd take the royalties for some hit songs hell yeah so when you were growing up i mean bands did write their own songs right yeah. so you look at some of the bands like when you were growing up 70s. this is gonna be a two-part question right so yeah. who who was your not idols what kind of music did you listen to when you were growing up and then what kind of bands today mm, do you have yeah. like some respect for that honor the crack because a lot of them don't honor the craft of music. Right. They just play music. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so who do you respect today and like and listen to, and who do you grow up with? Uh, so growing up, again, I really loved uh, Elton John. Uh, I loved my favorite band of all time is Led Zeppelin, still to this day. And then when they disbanded early, then, you know, that was my era. I really loved van halen yep. for eddie van halen and for david lee roth was the man and being from socal they were the epitome i was raised in the san gabriel valley as a kid and that's where they're from and dave was the man dude just like i wasn't hating on dave some some dudes who were jealous didn't like dave but dave was the man dude was he got dave a showman though he's a showman yeah dave, dave's dave's a showman and he's an all right vocalist he he's great you know is he freddie mercury from queen fuck no, no nobody right. is no but but he's great for dude. that time in history he was perfect absolutely he, he was perfect they ironically now that you might lump them in with other styles of music they were so different than anything else because eddie was such a trendsetter yep. nobody sounded you okay eddie's influence and you know most people don't know this is a jazz musician named alan holdsworth you could still you could google him or youtube him or whatever you do he's phenomenal all those little hammer on it that's what alan holdsworth did eddie his father being a classical musician uh Eddie was really classically trained, uh, piano and guitar. So what he did on guitar was unheard of in rock. And, mm. you know, we're young guys. We didn't know any better. Right. And uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, a lot of those. But uh, I liked and then today influential musicians. Well, you know, there's not a lot of bands today. Is there? Right. EDM's big. Uh, I loved I loved Motown. I love Michael Jackson. Absolutely yeah. one of my favorite musicians ever. Uh, you know, you didn't have to, you know, be a, a member of Mensa to know that Jackson Five, Osmond Brothers. Come on, bro. It's like Michael <laughs> Jackson was the man. Stevie Wonder. I love Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Uh, so, are there any of those guys today? Is there another? There will never be another Michael Jackson, uh, but or Stevie Wonder. But, are, I mean, are there any – I got to imagine there's talent. Like, who who's that now? Like, 
Mm. Yeah, who is okay, that now? Well, who, who great Justin Timberlake? musicians? Harry Styles. He was from One Direction. Okay. He's got a great voice. Justin Bieber. Yeah. The kid's fucking phenomenal, bro. Yeah, okay. he, he just got ruined is all. Well, you, you know, know, we want to wreck him, but if you're talking as a songwriter and, yeah. and as a singer, he's John Mayer. great. John Mayer is probably right up he's there. He's great. Uh, yes, and the uh, Dave Matthews is great. Uh, Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Okay. Dude's a phenomenal singer. Uh, yeah, you may not like his music or whatever, but like... Talent-wise, yeah. Well, I, just I musicianship. None of these, records, these musicians I'm naming, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't even know them. I'm just CeeLo Green. Okay. These dudes are musicians that know their craft, but music has just changed so much. Yeah. It's so... Has it become more of a business now than a, like an art? It always has been, uh, but way more so now. Mm-hmm. So let's go back so up to Bieber because I, I I watched his little documentary when he was a little kid playing drums and growing I missed up. it. It's it's pretty cool. He's great, man. Now the problem that I have, and not the problem I have, who who might have a problem with anybody, but um, jealousy. I, no, I, I see <laughs> what he he was and what. I feel he could have been. Yes. I mean, he's a big, obviously he's huge and I'm and nobody, it, right? I but think like, the industry ruined him. Right. So like he was a good kid. He, yeah. Well, not only that, but good. Um, he was a, he was probably a purist, you know, or he was a, he was good at the craft. He was good at, at mm-hmm. the music. And then he got into the machine, the usher and the machine. Now he's, now he's, he's a machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe the industry ruined him, but like I see his talent and what he, yeah, could have been. You know what I think happened? Probably, yeah, Honestly, you know. I think he got to a point where he just wanted to follow his own heart, and much like uh, Justin Timberlake, he's a he's a he's an R and B guy, bro. He's a soul guy. Yeah. He, yeah, and that's really what he does, and he's phenomenal. He's uh, yeah, yeah, he's cool. You either you either like him or you don't. And same thing, man. It's not that I'm even into that style of music per se. Right. This, but but great you artist. That, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, there's great artists in all types of music that yeah. just move you. And, no. and he's just one of those guys. I don't own a record of his. Uh, you know, my daughter loved him like all young girls, so I yeah. just became familiar, no, that familiar was, with uh, his music. That was John Mayer for me. Like, I don't know, it was probably... He's great. I went... It was me, Craig, Nicole, and Sandy. We went to a John Mayer concert, and I was like, John Mayer, ah, like... I don't need to go see this. Like he was kind of like a crooner, you know, it wasn't, it just wasn't music that I was into, you know? And then when we went to that concert, like the way he played a guitar is just like, yeah. he was like a true musician. And that's what like, re, like I'll give anybody respect. Cause I play guitar. I know how hard it is. I know how difficult, how much practice it takes. And when you can wail on a guitar, like John Mayer, I'm like, dude, sure. mass respect. Yeah. Like, I, I'm so entertained by musicianship, regardless of the style. Yeah. I may never buy your CD, but if I see you play like that, like, it's just like, ah, yeah. Well, man, that, that's magical. That's, that's what I think, too, is like, there's a lot of, obviously, genres of music that I don't like. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much set in my who I like and this and that. But at the same time, I respect every single person out there that actually is doing what they enjoy and they're natural and they res- they're respecting the music industry and not part of the industry, say, yeah. and they're they believe in the what they do. Yeah. And their craft of what they do. Hey man, that's, you're going to get all my respect that. And that's, I mean, in any genre of music, you know, classical yeah. Yeah. jazz, yeah. I mean, anything, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of people that um, are just, they're doing it now. 
And, and, and the nice thing is, if you find someone that doesn't bend to the machine and plays their right. their way, yeah. right. or maybe is that even possible anymore? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, John Mayer's a guy. You don't. You, none of you could tell me Rick Mike because he's a fan, but none of us could name a John Mayer hit. Oh no, absolutely not. We just know yeah. the name. Same. You know, he's yeah. just one of those guys. He he's great. And when you see him, okay, I got a. I'm older than you guys, so but I have the same story. I was a. You know, my in-laws were all, hey, man, we got an extra ticket. You want to go see Neil Diamond? Yeah. I go see Neil Diamond. Fucking Neil Diamond at the pond back, you know, where the Ducks play. And I'm like, Neil Diamond, are you fucking kidding me? Well, you know, he's before my time, you yeah. guys. Yeah. He was like, whatever. So I'm all, I'll go. I went. Oh, my God, dude. Can this man tell you that I cried? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that he was the soundtrack of my early life. Because yeah, he has a, so a lot of movies songs. you watch. We yep. watched the dude, Consummate Entertainer. It was in the yes. round, so the orchestra's in yeah. the pit. He did his thing. You know, he played like 15 number one hits that I didn't know he even had. And then the lights come down, and I'm into it at that point. I'm like, fuck yeah. The lights come down. They set you up. The music's playing in the background. All this, and all of a sudden... Love on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I the fucking tears came out, man. I just started to ball. Hey, yeah. one of the best shows I ever saw. Yeah. Same yeah. story. Yeah, Never awesome. would have known. John Mayer, yeah. great. When you see a musician, a live, true musician, yeah. it's all the difference. It, it, it's it's a a different doing it is doing what they believe in, yeah. you know, and not yeah, just becoming part of yeah. the industry, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, even if you like go see somebody live. And you're like, wow, that guy's fucking awesome. I'm going to buy his CD. You get a CD, and it's all produced. Yep. Yep. It's kind of fucked up. Yep. And you're like, man, I just, like, this is garbage. But, like, what I saw that night yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and I, re I really appreciate that bands that you see, and they're playing live, and they sound great. Yes. Whether it sounds the same or not, you know, there's so much overdubbing that goes on on recordings. So many layers of vocals. Even... Miss Christina Aguilera, there you go, <laughs> Lee Cook or whatever. Yeah. Her name. <laughs> no, bro, she, she's phenomenal, but you know, dude. Well, that's probably a prime example of, you know, the machine. The machine taking over and like almost ruining somebody with immense talent. It's a business, man. They're there to make money. So last yeah. last Thursday, I just went to a concert and it was a uh, Ghost and Volbeat, and I I'm I've heard their music obviously on Sirius XM. Never have owned any of their albums either band never heard but, have, but have heard how good volbeat is live and was blown away how i mean there are you can see the the influences of elvis presley johnny cash mike ness awesome and metallica that's in so, one band social d for you people that yeah and he has social distortion tattooed on his arm this guy and they're from denmark this guy's voice is exactly what you hear and the band is exactly what you hear on sirius xm and it was like to hear that live is just it, i don't know it's just so crisp and so rad and I was, I was blown away. I was like, you know, and so then I started, you know, I got Apple Music. I'm like, Volbeat album, Volbeat album, Volbeat album, you know, and yeah, that's amazing. What Just crazy. Hey, like, that's funny, man, because uh, so here's free promo for this band. You know, YouTube now, you get into stuff. Yeah. There is a corny, what do you call them? A band called the Petersons huh. out of Branson, Missouri. It's a family band. Shout super, out to Petersons. Super wholesome. Mom plays the upright bass. Okay. They're like Ooh, a Mom? funky band. Nice. Oh, dude. And I started watching, and there's something so unique about them. Three sisters, a brother, and this guy on the Dobro. One of the best <laughs> you've ever heard. And they do cover tunes. They do their own. And, bro, next thing you know, for the next few weeks, all I'm watching 
is this band called the Petersons out of Branson, <laughs> Missouri, that my friends would laugh me off the planet. But the same thing, dude, is for me, it's the vibe. I don't care what you're doing. Like, if you do it and you're rad and I kind of get in the trance watching you, I'm hooked. Yeah. And well, and it could go for the same as, like, like you see musicians and you see the craft, like you're saying. You know how hard it is to do that. If you're a woodworker and you're watching videos correct. on YouTube about, like, this guy making this awesome table and, like, ah, dude, I never thought about that. Like, that's fucking awesome. And yeah. you get lost into that stuff. And even yeah. if it's not maybe not your style – you appreciate the craftsmanship that goes into yeah. the art. Yeah, and an artist recognizes another artist. Yeah, uh, regardless years, of style. Right. Many years ago, I was buying flowers at the Montclair Plaza in Montclair, California, and the lady that was putting these together, <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, dude. I just caught myself the way she touched the flowers, and they were. It, she was an artist. And I just kind of started <laughs> melt a little bit, and I just go whoa. And so, like you know, I'm I'm, I'm an artist. I'm big on that, dude. Yeah. For me, it's yeah. it's water, it's waterfalls, and stuff like that. And so that's uh, how Kurt became a landscaper now. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it is the truth because Lord knows there's no money in um, in music for the most part. And and I did find out that I was able to, you know, kind of turn, especially later in my career, turn that into like. Like a, a thing of art, you know, it's yeah. unfortunately it requires, you know, a big budget, but uh, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. That so, is it. so aside from grandma, um, how else did you get your training? Self? N none. Just, just doing it. You never man. took a lesson? No. Really? Mm -mm. Wow. No, just, well, just jamming. I took lessons. Yeah. I can't remember. Some people just have no, that music. Well, I, I really do. do. We were joking earlier, but I really do have ADHD, so it's hard for me to concentrate and focus and without employees or anything. I'd but you can put anyway. yourself in a trance when you have a guitar in your hand. I don't have – music's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's different, but tasks is my problem. But jamming, yeah, no problem. That's crazy. See, I don't have that yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. you also never really – you don't know. So Maybe I've yeah I've never made it, it yeah. I've never made it a priority in in my life for sure There's yeah no, yeah have I, you do you does that happen on your own or when you play in front of people yes in front of people all of it it's called even, anxiety but even no 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 but like even by myself like I was practicing like I think yesterday and there's this kind of new song that I'm trying to learn and like you know I I should be hitting D but it a C is supposed to go there, like, and it goes back to another song that I know that has like the same two chord progressions and then a C, and this one's supposed to have a D, and I go back to that old song that I know by muscle memory, yeah. and it goes back there, and it's like, and I'm like, ah, yeah, well, you know? that, I see what you're saying. That that happens, but that's all. That's like a little roadblock you got to get past that. So if you right. if you have established a pattern where every time that happens, you set the guitar down, you're never gonna get past that roadblock. Yeah, and I guess but it's fun, bro. It's like you got a you got a life, you got a that's, business. That's the whole, you fall off the bike, get back on it. It's exactly yeah. right. That's yeah, exactly it just right. takes so much and, effort and, and time. I mean, it's time. it's small steps, right? So, you, how often do you play the guitar? Not enough. And, right. and right. did you start later in life or when you were a kid? No, I start. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, I, I picked up a guitar. Well, I think when I was probably like thirteen or something like that, but. And that's because a buddy of mine was into it and we started playing Beatles songs and right. we learned Beatles songs together. And then 
I moved to California and none of my buddies play guitar, so I left it. And then my son, like freaking 20 years later, my son showed some interest in guitar. And I was like, ah, man, dude, I wonder if I could play Blackbird again. You know, so I picked up a guitar and I kind of was like, okay. Well, dude, that's a difficult song to play. And it kind of came back to me. And all of a sudden I got into it again. And we did that together, father-son kind of thing, which is really cool. And right now Drake's way better player than I am. Yeah. Um, I think if I remember correct, six years ago he was better than you also. Yeah, well, (laughs) he probably was, you know, just a few months after because he just – he practiced more and that's yeah. what it is dude you got to sit that's down it. for hours a day and freaking sure. well he was probably doing it, it down. Out, out at school right What's i mean that? he was probably doing it out at college right yeah he so. well he even in college. high school yeah, even middle school college. high school he was doing talent shows and stuff so and you're running trying i got to videos of like you know him going. coming on stage and like all the girls screaming and stuff like that oh, you know? that's rad so yeah he yeah. got a little taste of it mm-hmm. you know so. yeah you know when you you know again i had a like drake when you're young and that's what you do that's what you do i mean i'm not gonna lie i was kind of a natural but dude i've spent thousands and i don't know how you quantify it but yeah it's not like i just sat down and that was it i've practiced yeah. so many Yo, you have hours of even if life. you have talent man you gotta freaking well work. especially if you play in a band because you gotta play together it's like an it's like on a team like the lakers suck this year they got some of the greatest mm. you know nba players ever but as a band they fucking suck can't even watch them anymore <laughs> no, so, it's pathetic, dude. yeah that chop well, us, please that's a that's an interesting point have you ever been on a in a band or like with musicians that were all good and you didn't click and it just didn't click and it like ah oh, dude this Absolutely. ain't working well how about this like you know you how about you? You meet a chick and she's yeah, cute. She's and hot. You're good looking yeah. and all that. It just doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Click, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a vibe there. The yeah, vibe, we call it the vibe. Yeah, right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. A, Sometimes the vibe just isn't there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For sure, everybody's different, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy man. So what's what's uh what do you think the the, you know you started getting back with getting the band back together, like what do you think the future holds for you? Hopefully having fun. We were, yeah. uh, the goal was to back sometime in the past. Chad knows he's better with dates. We, we had filmed a, uh, we had filmed the, uh, a song called 50 nuts for, uh, the movie, the little Low, 50 yeah. nuts movie. And, and we had filmed it at Billy Mindy's house local over here. And the goal was to have a big old raging party off of Greenwald at Billy's house to kind of, you know, like a commemorate that. And uh, that's still our goal this spring, summer. I'd like to, I don't know if it's going to happen. We'd like to do it before my daughter goes back to London. But uh, I got a big enough property here. You guys yeah, can play yeah, here. Yeah, on our sure track. Do. In well, the shop. Or the, Craig's the, track. Yeah, well, no, uh, we do. But the be- And, you know, as you guys know, well, you haven't been there, but I have a, a big property that's rad to have parties, too. We want to do it at Billy's because you could sneak in and out of that north gate of Canyon Lake and not get a DUI. And it was kind of where it all oh, started. Yeah, okay. But Rick Petrell. Back in the day, uh, it's all it's a video, so anybody could watch Craig, it. You could pull that up buddy. on hey, yeah. YouTube, pull up fifty nuts, stink finger, you could see it. You know, there's some film, there's some footage of us. But yeah, uh, how about this? Fuck Rick Patrell. Yeah. Like I said. I know. Yeah. All right. That's that's and now it's sentiment for everybody. Yeah, yeah, and Craig's told me now oh, fifty he nuts. You is, on that rental. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Floyd's yeah. old house, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, uh so fifty yeah. nuts is one ten sluts now, you said. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's fun. 
are yeah. funny. So these songs that you're writing now, I mean, they're not Stinkfinger songs. They're you know, you said they're all mushy and shit. So well, some of them are new ones now. Oh no, we don't. No, no, we, no, he's writing for himself. I, I've 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 written songs ever since I was a teenager. Okay, so so you, you in order to get them, you know, out out, you have to record it yourself and then send oh, out demos. You? Or like, what's how does no. the machine work? Uh, you you. You could go to record, but, uh, you know, I'm an engineer myself, so I, I have the ability, especially digital technology changed everything. <clears throat> um, we have some recordings that are phenomenal, but digital music really allows you to cheat, kind of. I mean, so on a, they're called workstations to you guys, it would look like, like a keyboard. It cleans everything But out, I'm adding yeah. violins, horns, but it's all. You play the violin, too? on this workstation. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> Again, yeah. notes Got are it. notes. So I, there's it. recordings where the cello comes in and little horns, but it's all done on a... Wow. So that allows you to... Because most musicians are really picky and they're not satisfied with their own product. Most young bands have a small budget. You roll into the studio, you got about 10 mm -hmm. hours, you throw your shit down, and on the way home, you're listening to going... That wasn't our yeah, we wasted that money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. So when you see when you're waiting for your favorite band to drop their next album and it takes two years, that's why it's hard to hear. You know, you want it to be perfect and you want to constantly. So I think I'm getting close. I have some recordings, but I think I'm getting close to where now I just want to get the shit down and not be so critical. And because back to that old thing where some of your worst shows ever people think they're phenomenal yeah i'm really picking people go dude that's great and really at the end of the day it's i've learned that it's not that's probably almost a uh, confidence thing right sure the best bands in the world question their stuff so yes uh most people don't hear those and that's like you go my hair's out of place nobody notices bro yes it's you yes you actually have hair, so. yeah no you do a home improvement yeah, you patch a wall, a drywall, and well, it's like, ah, it, that looks like shit, but who knows? Nobody it? ever notices. Right. Right. So that's what it is. With well, especially well, if you're trying to get it recorded, picked up, it doesn't much matter, right? At that point, someone's picking it up and And, and they're going to tweak it, it anyway, right? 100%. 100%. That is it. And, and, and for me, really, it's, you know, it's really, it's just, it's called life. And I'm not going to lie, as much as I love that, I have wonderful kids, <laughs> wonderful wife, a company. I mean, you know, life gets, doesn't get in the way. It just takes precedence over that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to put all that on the back burner to record songs, certainly. But it's no excuse. You know, I, I should. I have a huge catalog of music, huge catalog. So out of the two kids, uh, which one's your favorite? Yeah, which. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I knew he was going to ask uh, something stupid. <laughs> so uh, but going, going back to the bands thing, too, um, is and you can tell and most of the time this is the case when you see a band that doesn't they were like, hey, man, they haven't put out an album in eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, it's because they're their perfection in their head is so the on. Out. No, I mean, no. you're talking about like Metallica's or a No Doubt or, you know what I mean? Now you turn around and you see an offspring that puts out an album every two years. Listen to it. Well, I mean, it's decent, but you, it's not great. You know, Right, because you know why? I'm going to use a great example. One of the greatest debut albums ever, 1987, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, Guns N' Roses. Bro, yep. you get so huge. You were so poor before that. You get so fat with dough and fat as the singer mm -hmm. got, it's hard to ever reproduce mm -hmm. that yes. original shit. Yeah. So your motivation's gone. Yeah. 
dude, you're hung, and that that really is it, dude. A lot of your best work as, as a musician is early on. You got that fire. You yeah. got everything about it, and it, yeah. you know that that's really. And I could go on and on with yeah. examples. It's well, hard to follow up. So bands that have album after album that you yeah. dig, bro, they're that is their craft. They're they're into it for that. Well, and it's just like you said, luck a little bit of like these musicians came together like the Beatles. You. Like they have 20 albums that are amazing after amazing after amazing. If you're a fan. Hey, never knew it when I was young. Greatest band ever. Never knew it when yeah. I was young. Or before e my time. Even Led Zeppelin. Same thing. Like amazing album after amazing album Correct. after amazing album. Amazing album. Except for that In Through the Outdoor. That one sucked. So <laughs> we waited so, years but it for wasn't that. The last though. one before I mean, John Bonham died. So real quick on that because we asked Lee Cook this too because Led Zeppelin was his one of his favorite bands of all time. What do you think of Greta Van Fleet? They're cool. They sound a lot like uh, I don't. I he hates heard them. them. He well, thinks they're to complete, hundred percent ripoff. Lately, and I the only reason I even know them is because I was working at LA Fitness one day and I hear this this band. I'm all that sounds like fucking Led Zeppelin, yeah. and it was. They're great, but see, we all have influences. Sure. And one of the one of the ongoing jokes is you ask a young band or a musician coming up, hey bro, who do you sound like? We don't fucking sound like anybody. We got our own sound. And then they play f three chords. You're oh, ACDC was your influence. Right, huh? oh, right. Yeah, so apparently Led Zeppelin was those guys' influence. And there's no, we all have influences. And the more consummate of a musician or a listener you are, you're able to pin it on. So bands that sound like themselves, kudos to them because they've – They've blended their influences in such a way that it's created their own. Okay. Because, uh, you know, you can name a band, and I can tell you who they copied. Speaking of Offspring, they have that little song. That's a ripoff from Obladi Oblada from yeah. the friggin' Beatles, yeah, the bro. Beatles. And we've all done it. The, the younger you are, the more directly you can hear your influence. Yeah. As you've mixed your influences, you get to be your own style. It, Even Led Zeppelin. And, so, and that's a band like Avenged Sevenfold that I think, I want to correct awesome. me if I'm wrong, because Zach Wilde told me, he says, that band rips off every fucking band. Of course they do. Well, how does... Almost every musician now has to rip How something off of somebody, right? Point. Right. Yes. It, it has been yeah. that way forever. Well, I'll tell you what. All we got to do, and this is what happens. Are you guys into jazz? Probably not. It all sounds the same. Hey, 50s doo-wop music, it all sounds the same. Yeah. That's part of the machine, as you guys say, because your three record owners, Hilzer has a hit with this band, and guarantee you, you two are finding acts that sound like Hilzer's hit band. That's yeah. the name makes, of the game. It's all chasing, about money. Chasing yeah, the yeah, dollar. 100%. Yeah, and, and, and it's hard. Who is hard to do your own thing, like a band, like a dude that I always dug early on that didn't really sound like, you know, he wasn't, he was super popular, but not very popular with some people. I thought the dude was phenomenal because he took a chance was Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Mm. Had their yeah. own yeah. gig, like the music or not, dude had his own shtick. Yeah. You, I've seen them live. Uh, my old drummer was playing Ozfest, and dude, yeah, oh amazing, God. amazing, dude, unbelievable, yeah. bro. It's like what he what he did. Again, you might not dig them. Uh, my my daughter loves her favorite band is a band called the 1975. They're think the Cure. Yeah, they're yeah. from they're from. And dude, I started getting into them more and more. They're really cool, but bro, I could little Joy Division, little Depeche Mode. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could start. You know, we all you could pin yeah, all of yeah. our influences because that's what you know. Very few musicians is it I was, possible I was, to be original anymore well i mean I you even know. think about you think about yeah know. like elvis elvis was rhythm and blues and country 
you know like that was kind of first thing like will there be another elvis will there be another there were elvises uh, before they were black musicians yeah elvis okay. was great elvis was a white dude that played black music and he does not to take credit from him at all because one of the most phenomenal black musicians ever jackie wilson who michael jackson credited as a huge influence at the 1984 grammy awards hmm. your love keeps lifting me higher and higher that's jackie wilson he was a huge influence for elvis even so people were always fond of saying oh elvis ripped off black music jackie wilson will say black people ripped off elvis because oh, elvis, really elvis has a great voice yep his little hip gyrations, they were all influenced by, by people before. But, hey, we don't listen. To us, Motown all sounds the same. It wasn't our era. Yeah. So to me, like, yeah. EDM all sounds the same. I'm not an EDM guy. Uh, I've never been a huge punk rock fan. Uh, I just never have. Early on, of course, bro. I mean, I'm young enough. I remember when the Sex Pistols, the boy. I mean, yeah. I remember when, when you know, young bands Bad came religion. up. Bad Religion. Bad Religion, the Adolescent, Circle Jerks, I mean, all the local bands, but uh, yeah, dude, it's, um, Craig, to answer your question, yeah, bro, we all, it all sounds the same, more or less. It's hard to find an original. Well, I think it's all been played out. For this. Well, again, not, going back to what you were saying, you know, there's, there's only so many chord structures, too. There's like, which is a ma music theory trips me out because there's certain combinations of notes that sound good to the human ear. It's called in key, whatever key you're in. Yeah, uh -huh. and, and for whatever reason that these five notes or whatever sound good in this combination, and these five notes over here sound good in this combination, but you try and mix one key with another, and it's like, rah, 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 rah. Uh -huh. it, like it's terrible. Right, so the rule is there's always more. You always know the wrong note. It sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb. 100%. So the rule is instead of learning all the right ones, learn which ones not to play because the rest you can huh. throw together it's called doodling mm. right jamming, if you're in right? a certain right. key a couple of these notes are no no's just don't play those and if you play them quickly slide it to the other note and it'll be like a little bend <laughs> but that's really what it is so most musicians i found know they don't know jack shit about music theory but so they know what notes not to play most of us have ears Correct. Okay. That's it. So you, you right. find out what notes not to play. And all of our favorite bands, you go through their shit, you're going to hear them play bad notes. Lord knows I play many bad notes. You just quickly go to the next one. Mm -hmm. So On back stage. to music theory and, and studying this. So how can, a, how can an up-and-coming um, band or musician step out of the fold of just playing the same old shit and go back to studying classical music and studying – um, old bands to come back and go, okay, this is what I want to play based off of the this genre of like trying to mix classical and hip hop and right. country. Well, you, you, and you see it a lot with sampling too. I mean, in my opinion, like an Eminem or now like a Machine Gun Kelly, these guys are now bringing in different genres of music, whether it's sampling, well, Beastie Boys probably are one of the yeah. first bands that did it. You bring in these samples of different things of different genres back in the day and all that stuff, and that's because they've run out of ideas now. Yeah, well, me. and I don't even think you they're know? thinking about. I don't think anybody's ever, 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 ever thinking about that shit. It's just like the Beastie Boys, it for sounds example. Good, you know? They had their influences of who they liked, and they started some shit in, in a yeah. garage, and yeah. this sounded cool. And 
hey, dude, this like well, we're clicking right now. Let's go to the club and see if we can hit right. an open mic night. And there was four people that told him, dude, you guys are badass. And then it goes to the next one. Right. And, and the cool thing, then it's funny you mentioned the Beastie Boys and Eminem. I got a comment on both. So the Beastie Boys, that style of music, that era, that time, nobody, 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 nobody's confusing the Beastie Boys with phenomenal musicians. They were, they're a lot of fun, bro. They're cool. Fun. When you see them live and they're playing their own songs, dude, they're crude and rude. And yes, yeah. and they even admit it. I, did you watch the Beastie Boys uh, documentary that just came out? Maybe mm. a year ago or something no. like that. Uh-uh. They even admit it. Like, dude, we're not musicians. We just had fun. Yeah. That's right. And they and they they blended that early white rap style with rock, and it hit you at know, the right time. Were, where yep. they were from, Public Enemy was huge. And I've Run always DMC. Been a, Run DMC. I've always been a huge hip hop fan, even you know, back in the inception before, before NWA made it big in SoCal. And by the way, Eminem, one of the most phenomenal songwriter entertainers Lyricist. ever. Mm-hmm. Dude, the dude is an absolute lyrical assassin. What yeah. Eminem has going, bro. He tells stories. He will rip your heart yep. out. He will, he will eviscerate you, dude. Eminem, Jay Z. Some not, he, these aren't the typical burn a blunt talk about your bitches. Yeah. These dudes, Eminem they're, they're, is telling deep, they're bro. telling their life stories of what's been part of their life Dude, like the whole time. Real he, shit. It yeah. is such a yeah. craft. He will just he will he, if he doesn't like you, he will wreck you, bro. And dudes like that, yeah. Even though you know not everybody's into hip hop, you know not us old white guys. A lot of us aren't. I am. I've always been a fan, but some and Eminem's one of them. He they're. He's phenomenal. Yeah. And the Beastie Boys are super cool, but they're fun, bro. Yeah, they're fun. It's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, and they can put music together, but they're not, you know, well, doing they're done these, now. They're, they're not doing these, you know, radical yeah. riffs or anything no, no, like yeah, that. A, a they're great, like, eh, fight for your right to party. Like, that's fun. Oh, it's great, bro. Yeah. It's fun, well, the, fun, fun. Probably the last song they even played, all their instruments actually is like Sabotage. And that's the only one that everybody great even album. knows where they play their yeah. instruments. Well, you know? there were so many hits, and that was really produced by Beastie right. Boys standards. That, that what you want, uh, yeah. you know, that that was really, that was their that was their peak. That yeah. was it after that. Check it your was, head. I'm sure they did other stuff after yeah. that. But, Which was cool oh, at that time, head, too. That you know, Sabotage came out. I was oh, like, great, fuck, bro. this dude. is awesome, yeah. Hey, stands the test of time still to it, do, it, oh, yeah. it does, yeah. dude. Because anybody yeah, would, anybody would right cover that song. And we'd all be freaking yep. dude, bopping Jack, our heads. Jackson was singing it today. Hey, there's. There's yeah. not another band really like the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Well, like you, you said, you guys it. are covering "Fight for Your Right to Party" now. And, and Pennywise I, covers and, that. Everybody and, covers and it. I it's rad. That, hey, I played that in the late '80s, early '90s in Hollywood. That's yeah. how long it stood the That's test awesome. of time. That's thirty something fucking years yeah. ago. Yeah. Crazy. So good. Crazy man. Awesome stuff. So which one of your kids uh, is can, your favorite can, again? Can take, take, take the baton <laughs> and, and carry on music. Yeah. Either, did, either one of your kids. Me, Musicians? Or, uh, yeah, or? so so my daughter, play, she took uh, some guitar lessons, and she could play. And, and, and as far as natural, like, Kobe could sit down and play the piano, mm. and, and you could hear it. And he was, a, he was a quick study on guitar. I could show him a couple guitar chords, and he would strum. And, you know, of course, being the hog that I am, I'd just be jamming over him. But, but, but both of them have talent, but it wasn't really... You know, it, it didn't drive them. Wasn't but their thing. Yeah, it wasn't their thing. No, money's Kobe's thing. You should know that. Yeah. And no, uh, yeah, Bailey's a world traveler, and she just has her own gig. She yeah, she does. She has her own little business and does her thing. And it just wasn't, you know, for me, it was a uh, 
I believe now, looking back, it was a, a need for recognition. It was, I just, I don't know, it's weird. You know, like I would be, I was willing to be a musician more than anything else. I lived in the same house in Upland, California for nine years just for that. I didn't care. I'd snowboard at Baldy every day, fish, hike, just for that one hour on mm -hmm. stage, a few mm -hmm. nights a week. Just, that was it, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, the stuff that Kobe's put been putting together with Craig and stuff like that, it's it's impressive. You can see the dedication yeah. that maybe you had for music is he's got for this other world for sure. Um, yeah, we you know. we've called him ever since he was a little kid. It's, we've called him Money Man. He mm. just if if you had a bunch of hundred dollar bills, he'd organize them and count them for you. <laughs> he'd change and be organized. It's, it's always been it's always been his gig. Yeah. So yeah, we all have our passions, you know. Uh, as parents, I think sometimes, you know, ah, dude, I love this. You should do this, my son. You know, but yeah. their passions are often different than ours. You know, so and I, and I never push that on them. As I never, you, whatever you do, I support you 100. Mm -hmm. percent Well, their paths yeah. couldn't be any more different. You know, I Correct. mean. Bailey's living in London, right? right? Like, yeah, she traveled all over. Yeah, uh, yeah, completely different. Yeah. Well, we have to different, but the same. We have to be that way as parents, and we've talked about this before. Is like how you see so many parents that are like pushing their kid in one sport because they want to be the next Mike Trout. Sure. Never gonna happen. No. Let those kids make their decisions on Correct. what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll get them where they need expose to be them. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Expose, expose them, but yeah. let them make their choices. No, you know? for yeah. sure. And, and we always so so. Kobe was always, we joke around, you know, I, I coached youth sports, basketball, football, super involved, too, too involved probably as a helicopter parent. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's the typical coach's son where he's, uh, you know, disciplined. He's always been a, a unique, mature kid. So he, he, both my kids were easy to raise, man. Let's put it that way. Mm. For anybody who had difficult kids, I'm sure it was April's influence. It was a lot Huge. easier. <laughs> no, well, hey, man, she she gets most of the credit. I was the. She was. We didn't really. We didn't have to really discipline them. They yeah. were just really cool yeah. like that. Yeah. But she. She's the glue that holds our family together because I'm a fucking musician, bro. So yep. we could be a little flaky. We could be a little roller coaster emotion wise. Certainly, it's a team effort. But oh yeah, she gets. I'm the singer of the band, bro. I just want all the credit. Yeah. I'm not well, doing, I, as an artist, you have to have some kind of emotional baggage behind you to be able to get some good songs out. Yeah, you're I gonna know, get stale. I, I've checked a lot of. You can't. You can't write. <laughs> hey, you can't just write about everything good going on in the world because there isn't anything going good in the world right now, other yeah, than our well, own internal family you can stuff. Relate. You know? yeah. yeah, I think you know if you're a, a songwriter, you can always relate to somebody else's for sure blues. Well, yeah, most, you know? but that's it. Most of us musicians that that are songwriters, at least, we're we are emotional roller coasters. That's where, that's where the gold is found, man. It's uh. You know, Craig's known me long enough to know it's like, you know, there's ups and downs. Most creative people are like that. Kurt Cobain's of the mm. world. Uh, so what's know. up with the age 27? Why is that the age everyone decides to you just know, hang man, it up? You that know, man, the sucky thing is, I think uh, I think Janice and Jimmy and, and, and Jim, I think yeah. they hit that mark. And then some of these other people just kind of go, wow. I mean, I don't know. It's sad because it's taken out too many young musicians at that Dude, age. Dude, just awesome musicians too yeah Kurt Cobain was phenomenal man 
really was. He did, when, did, did, Jer- did um, Lane Staley go at 27 too? No, but fuck, dude, one of the most phenomenal. I, I was lucky <laughs> enough to be on stage with him at a 1993 Lollapalooza Santa Fe Dam. Dude, dude's like about, I don't know, he looked about 5'5", five, five, 110 pounds, no shoes, 501 jeans, and a baggy white T-shirt, and that mouth open, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, you melt. <laughs> dude, bro. Who was that? I, I missed Singer that. Singer of Lane Allison Staley. Allison Chains. Oh, Lane Staley yeah. okay, okay. killed himself. Yeah. Dude, At 27 phenomenal. as well? Hey. Chester no. Bennington, yeah, you guys, Lincoln yes. Park, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Okay. They were, they were well, those, those, those are connected, and this is going to get okay. to something real <laughs> no, good with Craig. Let's go. Conspiracy theory yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Well, I don't so, know. So, well, yeah, because I'm assuming that. I don't need to spin that in that direction. But yeah, no, 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 no we're not spinning it. That. We're not spinning it, but just, like, go through the conspiracy. I heard. And were they about to expose yes. pedophiles or something? Yeah. Yeah. Probably involved with Epstein and we're all going to get murdered now. So, or we're all going to get suicided now. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, my I, address I, is, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but if you look at Chester Bennington, you look at, um, Podesta, they're like almost identical twins, right? That they're, they're, that's the theory. That's his real dad. And oh, really? there's some theories out there that they were, um, uh, who's, who's James Hughes mentioned. Uh, Chris Cornell. And, yeah, so they were putting Sound together right. this this uh, documentary about um, pedophilia. Oh, and, in the industry. Yeah. And well, they, or just elites. In I, I think elites in general. And um, just before it was released, they both committed suicide right about the same time. Well, yeah, well no. Chester yeah. first. No, yeah. Chris first. And then well, on, and on Chris's birthday, Chester correct. killed himself the, the same is, way. Have you guys ever seen this? Do you know... That three days before Chester Bennington died, he they Lincoln Park did that uh, carpool karaoke. Yeah. With yes. Him. And dude, bro, there's nothing no. appeared wrong with him. Well, you, you yeah. if you listen to his wife, his wife was like, he was just they were just taking pictures that morning with the kids of that day before. Yeah, and and actually his ex-wife too is is actually close with Pennywise on her most of beach and stuff, mm-hmm. and she's like, the guy was the most energetic happy-go-lucky guy and so it was just mind-boggling that are you from the south bay too i originally am oh yeah so back in the day i used to be in a band i'm not going to say i am going to say i was a singer of a band called peckerwood and we we played at senior frogs back in the day senior frogs i know i know senior frogs we played a lot of big festivals and shows back then lag wagon up in santa barbara ucsb whoever hasn't been to ucsb for halloween get out of here man but yeah many (laughs) big bands that's awesome yeah but yeah, I was I was born in Torrance. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it's uh, but yeah, uh, go, go, get on. Uh, uh, we don't need to get Google it. I mean, actually, don't use Google. Use DuckDuckGo Duck, Duck, for all these conspiracy <laughs> theories. But um, all right, so back so Peckerwood, right? So you're saying um, when you're okay, uh, eleven. That's where I met April, by the way, as a singer of Peckerwood. Okay, well, back up to that. So you're you're eleven. You play the piano. Ah, ain't cool. I'm gonna play the guitar. I'm thirteen, eighteen. You join your first band. What's the, what, what's the first band? Maybe like sixteen or seventeen. Oh, uh. <laughs> real quick, do you like all the band names? Yeah, Leprechaun yeah. X, Pinkerwood, Stinkfinger. I mean, it gets better. I, I want to hear. I want to hear the progression here. How, how about this? How about we? We had a manager. I had a big old mohawk. You guys are too young to remember a band called Jet Boy, but I had a. I had a. I had long hair, but it was a mohawk. I was at a band called Snagglepuss. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, we had a man the whole night, bro. It was great. Yeah. Well, so how old you? How old you? Wasn't that a, a Hanna Barbera cartoon, yeah. Snagglepuss? It sure was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we that wasn't X's stage right. Run it all the way, stage, even. Stage left, yeah. even. Run it all Absolutely the way, even. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of my buddies, Diamond Dan, he was our original singer. He he came up with that idea. He was a stripper. He's still around nowadays. Good looking guy. He's a he's an extra in movies. <laughs> Magic he came Mike. Up with that number name. three. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, along those lines, wrote big time. I would go to these gigs with him, and he would do his thing, and. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's so weird. what was the, what did you say about So that? you're, you're not, this is, Picker was in your, in your 20s. The but progression you're, of you're, bands. Yeah. Your, your first band. Is your first band Big Mohawk? Okay, so now. No, you, no, no, not, not first band. Oh, no. So what you, g- give me the, the, he wants, the He wants the time frames of the bands and oh, how they so, went now. So this would be, this would be uh, l- later, I was young, later 70s, very early 80s, certainly before, I think Motley Crue released Too Fast for Love in 1981. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Right about that era, a band called Myra J, just local dudes. I went to a Ontario high school. I lived in Chino, California it's at the a time. A couple of your friends start, started the band. Garage band, bro. Garage band all the way. And we played some cover tunes. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Jammed to those dudes. And then. Uh, at what point did you go, you know what, this is what I want to do? About that age. And so your friends, just, they weren't going up with you. You, you, you bailed from them, then go to who? Yeah, that was, that was it. I uh, bailed from them, and then I, I kept jamming. Wow, now I really got to put some thought into this. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. I don't know how deep I should go into this. You should get Dude, some deep. deep. Yeah. I Craig, this. Craig wants controversy. See, this is yeah. I, I don't yeah. know about you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, okay yeah. so, so in um, – so early 80s, 82 maybe, I, uh, uh, we were at the river, Parker, Arizona, yep. staying at Buckskin. And I meet this super sweet, awesome young lady. She now owns Paris Valley Skydiving Center, Melanie Knatzer. Huh. And uh, we, we dated probably for, she was there in the early years too. The parents never really approved of me, and they're super cool. Nothing against, sorry, Benny and Diane. <laughs> Ben, her dad Benny looks like uh, Mike Ditka from the Bears, right? Uh, oh shit! You're like, oh guy. yeah, yeah. Nobody was telling me <laughs> shit back then. Uh, she was, you know, she was supportive back then. She, she was a flight attendant for a startup company. Had a second job at uh, Pizza Fact. Uh, what's the pizza place? Pizza, pizza Hut. No, no, no. Newport Beach, the spaghetti place. Spaghetti House. Spaghetti, spaghetti house? Factory? Old Spaghetti, spaghetti Factory. factory. Yeah. Hey, Old know? Spaghetti Because uh, Old spaghetti I'm a bum factory. musician, she had to get a second job to support me. And, oh, back then, I, yeah, those were the early days, you know, the, the Hollywood clubs, uh, the hot spot on Edinger and, and, Coast, and Huntington Beach. I remember those. But uh, um, that was, that was uh, the beginning of starting to make that climb and playing you know playing on shows with oh dude like i can remember warrant the household name they were up and coming band they were opening i mean so many bands offspring i got a flyer mm. where offspring's an opening band gutter mouth i mean then the list goes on and awesome. on yeah i uh, saw offspring in tijuana they were opening for bad religion and uh uh well a lot of, a lot of those bands uh, mud honey Mud Honey, wow, Which, that's a, what a weird, crazy that's, combo. That's a lineup. It's <laughs> yeah, weird. Crazy. Yeah, I don't, well, well Mud Honey was, was TJ, just local. So. Well, it's, 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 it's local San Diego. Mud, 
you know, they were just. Oh, I thought they were. There. Actually, I thought they were a Seattle band. They, they, they Mudhoney is a Seattle they, yeah, band. They're, okay, they're, they're anyway, part of, they're part of the. So it was probably a '91 yeah. X thing or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, Correct. it was down in TJ, but nobody knew who Offspring was, you know. But they was right. like all of a sudden, wow, dude, these guys. Well, well, lemon, well, well people like that. Well, that's the Buck story with Blind Melon. Off track. Jack Wagons. I know. All Sorry. Right, so your early twenties. <laughs> That's you're what we do. Ba- you're playing with these guys, but you didn't say who, who you're with at the time. So you're in these bands, and you keep changing bands. Is it just the mix that didn't work, or or why would why no. would these bands not make it or continue on? Uh, well, because uh, we weren't good enough. Chatty's. Baby sucking yeah, over there. Yeah, sorry, bro. Need it? Well, no, so don't be sorry. Do you want another one? Uh, you know what it is. So okay, Stop. here's something that we did, we failed to mention. So nowadays there's zero music scenes. Back then mm. the music scene was huge, bro. Yes. Bands hung together. So we lived for. As I started to get a little more, so Melanie and I broke up. This is mid '80s. I moved to Upland, California. Upland, Cal- the Inland Empire, the IE, where many of the the no doubts of the world. Uh, yeah, man, a lot of bands really. Did you came move from there that for that? No, no, okay. no, no. I just uh, that you know, I I just we bought we we got a house in downtown Upland, and there was a a, a pretty burgeoning music scene there. And uh, I just kind of settled in there, and we started playing. And uh, you know, you're jamming. At least for me, I'm. I, I think I'm getting better, and I'm kind of climbing the, you know, the, the ladder. And as I'm meeting people, you're realigning. And then we all looked up to Buck. I mean, we were all we were Buck. You know, we're watching him at the Palladium. I saw Buck on stage at the Hollywood Palladium playing with Slash. And Crazy. this is like, you know, early, early 90s. He's with Slash. He's with the, the bass player from Little Caesar. And, he, you know, Buck was the man. And then Buck was in Green Thumb. I'm in Peckerwood. And, you know, Peckerwood were all a bunch of big old yoke dudes. And Buck, you know, wanted to j- always hang out with us. Buck's and, small like you, Rick. No, he bucked even smaller. But, but he just thought, <laughs> smaller? Also, wow. however, right. and, and ironically, and we find out, you go, here's the kicker. Me and Buck are born on the same fucking day, November 21st. I'm three years older than him. When he was a kid, his family was friends with the Knatzers. He used to be in love with Melanie Knatzer from the <laughs> Skydiving Center. And this comes out later. We Whoa. We all are going... Hey, guess who I'm here with? But Small anyway, world, right? Yeah, yeah so, well, so yeah. to answer your That's question, we're all connected. It was it was kind of like sifting through in the, you know, or the cream kind of thing to the top. Yeah. We, then Buck and I aligned, and for sure, that was, and Danny was our drummer. We all look back on it now and just go, that was it. That was. It was meant to be. Ha- had we made it, it would have been king size with me and Buck. And so you, so that was the best band that you felt that you were part of was king size. One, the best song. Songs, the best f- candle box, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, yeah. Okay. Buck influ- I got you. Buck influenced a lot of these guys. B- Buck was the man, bro. Buck was at the time in 1988, 89, when, when, when MCA Records signed yeah. Buck Murphy, they got a $500,000 advance. That was huge back in the day. And they used it all on their album. When the album came out a year later, it didn't sound anything like the band you saw live. So, and this is mm. this is prior, right before the grunge scene hits. So, how do we how do we get how do we get these guys back together? Well, For, Bucks in Arkansas. So, so dude, okay. No, they're not getting back. A couple of them have died already. Oh Johnny shit! Lonely's died. Yeah. Oh, no, all right. Well, yeah. there goes that. No, they're not getting back together. All right. So Go after back. that, hey, it, certainly Green Thumb's not getting back together. So, Although Buck does stay, he is friends with Shiflet still, and they all they talk still. Yeah. 
Buck had some legal problems a few years back. So that broke that. up. We're not going into that yeah. for, for whatever sure. reason. Yeah. That band broke up for whatever reason. Then what happened? What was the next? Uh, so so, Peckerwood broke up. Green Thumb broke up. Me and Buck hook up, and then we ran with that for about three, three and a half years. You know what it is? Yeah. And that was King's like, X. It's King King Size. Or, King's King X size. is Sorry, a band Lep- though. X was, they were yeah, great too. King's yeah. X. Uh, yeah, it just you know it ran. You know honestly, dude, what it is is when you're young. You're not focused. You party a lot. At first, that initial high, it's like that That first couple dates. It's on, and then it turns into just a relationship. It turns into and work. And that's what happened. And you get up. There's a lot of highs and a lot of wah, A lot wah, of lows. We really thought, and I was handling it. I was the responsible guy in the band. That should tell you enough right there. <laughs> and, uh, and we were shopping this, this CD. God, man, maybe maybe on another cast podcast we could play it but there are dude i play these songs for you there's three of them hands down you'll go damn dude you guys are i mean there were great songs great songs many bands have great songs you just don't get a crack at it but yes. uh and then that was it then i had a daughter and then i it's been no, well no, no 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 i want to hear the stories that you can't tell your kids well hold on real they quick they know them all because i tell yeah. i'm honest i tell my they know them all <laughs> so, so who were you touring with when you went on Lollapalooza? no we just played Irvine Meadows, just oh. here, Southland. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. T- but no then, tour. okay, so you're in these little garage bands. How did Joe Walsh come into the picture? My buddy, uh, Sean London, he's actually Billy Idol's sound man right now. What's up, Sean? He's out on tour Shout with out. Billy. Oh, fucking uh, dude, love Billy Idol and, and still. And we, we were jamming when Buck and I and Mike Lavin, uh, a year and a half ago, we were oh, we I started a little band. Yeah, Mike Lavin. Yeah. Uh-huh, he's still, of course you do, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Lavin, his brother Joe, myself, and Cornfed, the old drummer for Snot, we were in Peckerwood. That's where that snot. started. Dude, yeah, snot, dude, fuck. Right, bro? Cornfed was the drummer uh. of Snot. Yeah, he died, I know. Went, went <laughs> straight. Horrible. Yeah. But, hey, King, Snot was opening for King Size, my man. How about this? I'm going to throw What? Out. You didn't know that? Nope. How about this? Here's another opening band. Brother nope. Vibe. How Did about we just Brother become Vibe? best friends? Hey, yep. Hey, 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 hey. Brother Vibe. Remember Chris Yeah, Barth? Brother Vibe. They were well, on. you remember Brother Vibe. No. Chris Barth? I, I don't know music. I'm, I'm horrible. Hey, they I love up, it. Okay, okay Brother Vibe's in Marino Valley. So yeah, that's, they, that's who became, two of them being, became Alien Ant Farm. Exactly. Two of them. Hey, Alien. So Dryden, one of his first shows, yeah. I got him a show at this little club called the Seacove across the street from our house. Yeah, Dryden. Talking back in the day there. Yeah. Yeah. Dryden. Is it Mitchell? Dryden, Dryden Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. dude. Good memory. Oh, so, dude, yeah. He's the best. I'm, well, I'm, yeah. I'm losing it as I drink. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ter- dude, Terry this Corso is, yes, used to come yes. to the house, to my house yeah. in, in Canyon Lake. Yeah. Early on. And then. They came in and watched us at Hurricanes in Huntington Beach because Dryden lived down there. Well, and then I was going to say, and I was trying to get to this earlier when you were talking about like corn a little bit and then other it's venues not, that were. Right. Uh, it. Big time influential places that where you could see the next big thing was coming at us was the barn. The barn, sure, yep. absolutely in UCR, Riverside. Yep. And then like some, there used to be a club called Club Three Six Nine. Yep. And full, so Snot King Size and Brother Vibe, we had, we had been playing snot. for about a year there for a while. No, dude, dude. The, dude oh, hey, no, no, dude, dude Snot was the hey, shit. Bro, I'm dude. sure, yeah. but dude, like, listen, what are we gonna call yeah. our name? I don't know, Snot. Dude. Yeah, no, sounds hey, good. If you listen to them now. It's too bad Lynn Straight died yeah. because they would be a ha- bro. They are phenomenal. He, what that man brought to the table. Yeah. So early on, we had video. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray were like clo- really close with him too. All of us, dude. All the upcoming bands in the day, we were all corn. Yeah. We were all in it together, the Limp Biscuits of the world, dude. Yeah. And, uh, dude, it's not so Lynn Strait. You watch early video, yeah. and we're killing them because Buck's phenomenal. 
Bro, we played, there was a club in Santa Barbara called The Underground, and they're from Santa Barbara. We went up there, we smashed them. Within a year, bro, they were fucking kicking our face in because Lynn Strait grew balls like this, and he's just <laughs> phenomenal. He he was one of the original barking, like, he smashed Jonathan Davis from Corn. I'm mm. sorry, bro, they are high energy. Hey, Google them or YouTube yep. them, whatever. They're all over the place. Snot was the shit, and he was killed. Snot. Leaving Summerland with his dog before it was 101 was a highway. He was crossing 101 and fucking got killed. Got Somebody hit him and killed him. Uh, they were signed dude. to Hollywood I Records. I think that was in way. 97 or early 98. Yeah, play, they were playing festivals already. They were playing the Oz yeah. Fest. No, they, they would have been the shit. Because I went to, uh, it was a k-rock acoustic christmas that year and all the bands were like all was all about lynn straight yeah like yeah this is all this is this is dedicated to lynn this is dedicated Absolutely. to lynn it was it, whole i mean it was whole, whole. exactly it was well, smashing pumpkins to, hey, it was hey, sugar oh, ray that, was, that's because that was his girlfriend terry from oh i'm sorry not whole manhole remember the band manhole no, that was his girlfriend oh. yeah not whole manhole hmm. But yeah, we went on a tangent. We go back. No, that's a good tangent, man. Yeah, there's 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 funny. There's more history that me and Chatty have that through other venues. Well, just crazy, uh, you know, a small circle mix. It is. Well, music alone, there are so many. And again, we're I'm just scratching. And I'm not a musician by any means. Well, I would I would have to dig into a box of flyers to start going. Oh yeah, and I mean, there you know, I'm an old dude, bro. I have so many memories and so many. Bands, bro. It's yeah, really. That's what we're trying to trigger right now is those. Yeah, because yeah, it's rad right. stories man. that you probably haven't oh. thought about in a while. You know. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't. You know, life goes on, and you know, when you're young, it's different. Like I'm, I will say this, and I think I can speak for a lot of musicians. As rad as all this is, can't put it on the scales of being a father. Mm. You know, oh, for sure. No, I'm serious. Like. That that is is and these were great times and I'm super blessed and I say this all the time having children and having a wife and family and friends that's what you miss when you're a musician bro yeah you don't have yeah. that dude yeah. you don't have yeah. that so you don't I I used to be such a dick I used to have a rule if you had a kid you can't be in the band because you can't make a fucking commitment ooh <laughs> well that's now true you look though back, no like, yeah no. is it isn't that true right, let's go I down mean, that or, avenue here we go if you do if you have a kid. Like that was that would even be like, hey, dude, you need to go be a dad. Like you can't be in the band not because we don't want you to, but go be a dad. We didn't even think that way. I'm sure, thought, but you know what I'm saying. Well, like now I know that was that. probably on, on the flip side. That's how Metallica kicked Jason Newsted out of the band. Really? Because all three other members were having kids at that time, and then Newsted's like, what Newsted did is he went and started another band. Just to do as a side was he project. In Flotsam and Jetsam yes. first, and they got. He him? was in Flotsam and Jetsam, then he went to Metallica, and then after Metallica, he was in Echo Brain. And Echo Brain, when, when he got into How Echo Brain, he literally started this as a side thing. There was nothing against Metallica; totally different sounding of music. Course, dude. But they all started getting married and having kids, and they in Hetfield started butting heads with Newston, kicked sure. Newston out, and so the stories come out like. And they got Trujillo. Yeah, well, suicidal tendencies. I mean, he's fucking badass still, but Newstead was one of my favorites you, of all time, besides Cliff Burton. Chad, do you like research music? Like, how no, do you it's know all this my head. shit? Hey, it's all you, in my head. No, I know, but hey. like, how do you how do you come about it? Do you like subscribe to a magazine? No, or, no, like, he's into you know? it. And you know what's rad, bro? Because we're sitting here and you guys have been talking to me a lot, but I'm here to tell you, without dudes like Chad, us musicians have no existence. 
Yeah, it's the no, fans. They for care. sure. They, Dude, the, the fans, the, the real know. fans, you know. Yeah. Dude, and there's there's gazillions of them. But seriously, some people just listen to oh, this. Some people are so into it that is why musicians are musicians because, bro, if a tree falls in the forest, does, does anybody, anybody hear, hear it? it? It's the same thing, bro. You can. There's a couple. The there's a couple the guys world, like Chad out there that like hear it. Hills or tell you. You'd never know. Well, but, I always thought I should have been in music, but in a different part of the music. You should have been in the record industry, right. bro. You but been I didn't want to be that guy. dickhead. They're not, I think all, those, they're not uh, all dickheads. No, I, maybe I would have been a different one, but who knows? Yeah, well, you know, I, th- I think I also, mean, like, you know. A money pat- and power changes everything, too. So Yeah, no, once, I'm gla- once your I'm passion grounded, becomes so. a job. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, you now, know, here's something, because like, I look at music differently, right? Like, you... I guess almost honor it, right? Like, no, it's, it's, I love it's my life. It. I mean, that I don't music and sports are my things right there. That's yeah. it. Hey, like, hey, I don't know anything about it. He digs music more than I do. Yeah. That's for sure. So well, that's, that's the truth. I want to go truth. back to, you it's mentioned just STP earlier, like still doing pilots differently. came out with the, their one album and I don't even know who they, who they are. Like, you, I know the singer is somebody special and he went on to be something even more special. Two of the like, brothers live in Marietta. Their mom lives in like, Marietta. Like I remember that album. Yeah. You know, and I remember that cause that was around 93, 94. And I remember that. A little that earlier, 92 ish. Well, high school, right? Whatever yeah. that was. So yeah. I remember listening to those guys going like, fuck, these guys are rad. And, and they're somebody, right? Who is the singer of Scott STP? Weiland. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But Rest they, in peace, my man. Yeah. He, but they have, he, they have one album. he ended up being in Velvet Revolver after yeah. that. Oh, they got more than one album, bro. They got every, yeah. every Core one was of their the first album, but the, the second one was Purple. They're and then they've had three others after right, that. Yeah. How about, great, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. a wrong one. Toad the Rest Rocket. Yeah. They've had multiple albums too. They are. But, they're from yeah. Santa Barbara. They're yeah. yeah they're good, but what, yeah. one they're, they're like a college band. They are 100%, bro. 100%. Yeah, different category. I agree, but my point being is like when I listen to music, and I like it. It all sounds the same to you? No, like I, I, I like it, but I don't know anything. I don't know their names. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I just like the well, music. Well, see, yeah, like I'll listen to music, but like Chad knows like, oh, well, this guy. The backstory. He of, knows the backstory yeah. of all these guys, I, and he played for him. And if it wasn't for this influence, like this band would never even start. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like well, how do you get this information? Well, like, here's, here's, what's cool uh, is, It's probably like I'm a little Rain Man. In that, yeah. Well, what's cool? It, Maybe, it, but it, like, where is it? Is it like on the it, internet? Dude, it, like, no, how do you, I just how do you I, find it out. Well, we didn't have the internet when all this. I hear was you, there. but that's no, like my these, question. I just, dude, they, I just they, suck it in yeah. and they take it in. And From where though? It's like as going a kid, on, watching all these bands play. Yeah, I and mean, as a kid, okay. I would I would read all the liner notes and all the thank yous on the albums and and then so I knew a lot early. Fucking on. nailed it right there. Yeah, I learned a lot early on about musicians and the inner workings not everybody some people are just fans i was really into much like you it waned as i got older as i became that guy i didn't care anymore uh but now i'm more again i just saw is i you know again i'm a i was a little too young to really be into the beatles i certainly heard that shit on the radio growing up but as i got older uh, i started to realize how absolutely phenomenal they were in the context of when they came out, the short window of all their work, how they changed, but mainly still to this day, how they influenced every genre of music. Pretty much. What they did in a short period, their catalog is unbelievable. And I've recently seen, it's a three-part series. I've only seen the first part of that documentary. 
it, you don't have to be a Beatles Beatle fan to appreciate this, bro. It'll blow your mind how they work together. I never knew Paul McCartney was the man that ran the show. We all thought that John Lennon and was Yoko, this. yeah, yeah. But dude, he's funny, dude. John Lennon is funny. They the exchange, the fucking Debbie Downer of the band was George Harrison. Mm -hmm. oh. And if you watch this documentary, but but as a songwriter and as a musician, I've only in the last ten years realized how just incredibly unique and talented they are. Number yeah. one well, band of all time for sure, and I never knew that. And what's interesting is they have such a long catalog. It's you such can a go, short period of time. You can go to like you know Help, and you can look at you know the the tab. Which and I is how hold your hand and all that yeah, really like, shit. I mean, so just the simplest of chords. Like they were a brand new band. They didn't know a bunch well, they of were chords. Kids. Yeah, hey, they were kids. Hey, they were brand and then new, but they had been playing together since the mid fifties. Did you know this dude? Like homie was like thirteen or I was fourteen. Say, they were thirteen yeah. really early. They but were I'm young. just saying, like, by the time, you know, um, Yellow heard. Submarine and, like, you know, <sighs> Sgt. Peppers came out, like, LSD will do all of a sudden you. the songs were way more complicated. You can see the, the progression of their yeah. musicianship go along for, what, through their what albums. What happened is they became so, and, and this is all, this is covered in this documentary. They became so phenomenally well-known. Like, I didn't know this. I didn't know, like, by 66, they weren't touring anymore, dude. They had made so much money. I didn't know that in the States, we burned their albums. Yeah. The Ku Klux Klan. Because of white people. Well, that, people, because it was war. They're more popular though. than Jesus. Well, that, that was that, that statement That was right war, there. though, too. That was Vietnam War, too, right? Well, that so was that's a little bit later. It's just that they were new with their little cute bob haircuts, which is hardly yeah. offensive now. No, it was John well, Lennon saying he was more popular yeah. than Jesus. That's right. when well, the record burnings oh, happened. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah. there you go. So, but they just, they had a ton of money and a ton of time. And if you're a musician, that's the recipe for bitch and shit. And they still had that fire. Yellow Submarine, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hardcore, the White Album. Oh, yeah. White Dude, Album. Dude, they Huge. experimented with drugs. I'm not a, an advocate for yeah. this, but what that expansion of yeah. their mind allowed them to make well, some so of the many most different songs. Music. They did well, country songs, they did rock and roll they songs. They covered it all, bro. They were like, they messed up with like dubbing different sounds in, and it was just like, hey, a, it was running a trip the tape all backwards. the way. Yeah. Well, so like yeah, that. dude. Like, so I mean, got weird. to be yeah. in the room. Yeah. To be in the room of like when that stuff was happening, like just there's a, there's just like less than a handful of people that have that got to witness that, you know, like, yeah. oh, man, the creativity and like, oh, what do you think if we put this in? Oh, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a good impersonation of <laughs> the Englishman, right? It sounds like him too. But, but go back to what you're saying and to reiterate what what Chatty's saying is that the linear notes were always big for me. So I read those stuff. So that's like that's like a biography of every one of those guys in that situation Correct. in that album. Correct. Right. And then and it, it changes from and, album. And then somebody's getting married. Somebody's having kids. Whatever. It changes like that. Yeah. So that was the start of it. We don't have that anymore because we don't get mm. CDs anymore. And we don't have okay? bands so, anymore. Good right. Point. So what you started to do, and I mean, shit, when the internet came out. This is when you're starting to look into Wikipedia's and these type right. of things, and so you read about bands, and so you get more knowledge. And it always just stuck in my head. Yeah. yeah. It was just, that was my, I, dude, I can tell you, dude, I aced physics. And I don't even know how the hell I aced <laughs> physics in high school. Yeah. Stupid shit like that. I should have probably been, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, self, I'm successful, but I'm successful enough that yeah. I probably could have been way higher in this, you know, this talent level of what I could have done for a, a life. 
and I'm happy where I'm at. But at the same time, what I'm saying is that that stuff didn't stick in my head. The stuff that stuck in my head is sports history and music history. Sure, that sticks. That's yeah. just implanted somewhere in this yeah. brain. Well, yeah, that yeah. I it drives people mad. Like me and Marissa go to a movie. And she's like. I'll be like so, like an extra walks in the background. I go, that's uh, that's Val Kilmer's sister. And right. she's like, how the fuck do you even know that? Yeah. Well, you know, anybody can hear you, but you're an intelligent man. We all know, you know, you're articulate and, and that and you hit the nail on the head. Some people are just cool with the music. You dug that's a little me, deeper. Man. Yeah. I just listen you're, to it. And I'm just cool with the music. Absolutely yeah. Right. Yes. Where a guy like Chad and, you know, God bless you. Everybody has a different thing. But but. We need all types of fans, but you you're the you're the rabid fan, bro. You're the guy He's that the buys the ticket no matter what. You're flying the to Arizona to see the show. <laughs> not sucking any not, dicks. Not even not even groupie. <laughs> no, but, but you're no, following yeah. you're following the band. Hey, well hey, and you don't remember some of those coyote grill shows, pal. You're I know, pretty drunk. I know, and I had to I was always going out there for whatever reason no, and I'm announcing the band. The I mean, even part. when you guys opened up for Fozzie, <laughs> I mean when you guys opened up for Fozzie, that was a big deal for me. And that was in oh, shit, that was in Orange, right? I think. You guys open up for Fozzie. Why, why that, were you introducing bands? I was introducing Stingfinger. But yeah. why? Because I was just Their with buddy. them. He I was, would help them the set up. He was a way. I was a groupie in a way. Not even a groupie. You were, you a, were just there just part you know, of just it. to help. Yeah. Fun. It, it was unique. Canyon Lake is still to this day unique. It, we, we had our own little gig, our own little crew. Huh. So, you, you know, but it was big for Fozzie because I was, I was a wrestling fan too. Right. And Chris Jericho was a wrestler. And he still is actually. Dude. And so to have a band. And, he, and his band actually is pretty damn good. But it's coming from, you know, whatever. The musicians yeah. are great, and he's a lead singer or whatever. But I was so pumped for that show because I was like, fuck yeah, this guy's going to be on stage after Stinkfinger was playing. So I was pumped about that. So, and yeah. Little I got side two note thoughts there, in my head, but, and I want to yeah. bring them both up. So um, you mentioned bands are kind of like there's n- the band is gone in the most part. The, the scene is gone. It, why? Like, why has... Is it, though? I mean, isn't Iguana is. still going? Isn't... Uh, you know, uh, Fourth and B still going. No, Fourth I, and B I, shut down. Okay, but the well, House I mean, of the it, Blues are still around. That's where I'm going. This Casbah, Soma's around. I'm well, going to Soma well, next my month. My band, yeah. I mean, a couple guitars, a bass, rock and roll, and whatever it was, call it grunge, call it metal. Call, that was those were bands, bro. It was a lifestyle. It was we used amplifiers. It was analog music. As uh, digital music changed, hip hop changed the scene. And uh, bands as we know them changed. There's still bands, but there. When I was young, there were tons of bands, bro. Like bands just played. You'd go to a local place and see four or five local bands, and they're just music as we know. FM radio was the shit. That's the deal. We used to be played on KNAC 105.5 out of Long Beach. yeah, bands as we know it is it's it's just different. But like the scene back, like, like watch it like uh, walk walk the line with Johnny Cash, great right? Movie by the way, yeah. right? Awesome so you, movie. You watch that these guys, Phoenix? yeah, great fucking and, movie. Uh, but they traveled around together Re- to play Reese, in the Reese same, Witherspoon, in the Correct. same areas, right? And then Correct. your band played in a lot, you know, in these clubs. I'm sure you toured around with a lot of the same bands. Sure, but that that I guess. That scene is kind of dying down or dead, right? So, dead. is there room now for someone to open up a, a not like yeah. an open mic night, to but a reignite local club? Yeah, like, is there well, is there room to reignite well, that you kind could, of thing? You you could do an open mic night, but I don't think you would be able to 
open a club based on the premise of every weekend having original bands come. Yeah, yeah. like another stuff. whiskey. You shoot, well, your, you shoot your wad in a month. There's yeah. no more bands. So what they're doing mm. is a lot of them, and they're even local, 80s, 90s grill off uh, by Tom's Farm, kind of. It's by my office. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. all tribute bands. Well, I was going to say, thank but you, they, bro. But they've had. Tribute bands fill but, the void because they're, yes, they're yes. appealing to us yes. who grew up in the band era. Mike Lavin's brother, Joe Lavin, you've seen them. They're in, they're in a... Memory Lane. They're Allison Chains. They're yeah, phenomenal. They just played. The, they played at the Storm Stadium in August. Exactly, yes. bro. So that's that's Joe Lavin. He was the guitar yeah. player. He's in lives in Canyon Lake. He was in Peckerwood. The tribute thing is huge, dude. One of the best tribute yep. bands, probably the best tribute band to this day. Damage Incorporated. Thank you, bro. The Metallica cover band. <laughs> oh my God. They, hey, hey, dude. They, dude, they tour dude. the world. Hey, Metallica's yeah. come on yes. stage and yes. jammed with, with Damage them. Incorporated. Yes. They're phenomenal, yeah. dude. The guitar That's how good they are. Hey, they, hey Chad, yeah. the guitar player's killing fucking Kirk Hammett. He sounds like no he way. Be, dude, he's Dimebag Daryl. He's killing him. Bro. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm saying talent dime, wise. No, I know. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just have never. I've never seen him. Believe it or not, I've never seen Damage Incorporated because I'm always paying stupid money to go see the real band. Blow, bro, blow. <laughs> they will blow you away. No, that I, dude. I've looks seen him on like YouTube James and stuff, Hetfield, but yeah. And he seems yeah. like dude. They are phenomenal. Yeah. They're worldwide. Yeah. Those yeah. dudes make a great. Hey, you know who started it all? Back in the day, out of Riverside, there was a band called Roxanne, and they had a song, ch 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 cherry Bay. They had a hit song called Cherry Bay, One Hit Wonder. That guy, John, something, he started doing a, a thing called Boogie Nights. Yeah. It was okay. 70s disco I know Boogie tribute. Nights. They, Boogie they, Nights they, was... They played a sorry. They played a K Rock acoustic Christmas one year. Correct. And they all come out all wigs, all wigs and everything. They and started jamming. the yeah. tribute thing before it was a tribute thing. When music died, somebody got onto this. You know a band? You like a favorite band? There's a tribute band for them. There's a you like Smashing Pumpkins? There's a yep. tribute yep. band. Yes, yeah. Metallica. Several. If you're a big enough, there's a band. What are they called? They play with Damage Inc. It's uh, they're a, a Nirvana tribute band. The drummer's a midget. Yeah, they, they, they played here, too. <laughs> They're fucking great, They dude. played with um, lane, uh, Memory, Memory whatever. Lane. Yeah, they played with that. They, and, they and all then, hang together. And bro. then they Pearl Jam was the third band. Yeah, yeah. called... Uh, Even, no. Uh, well, it'll come to me. But they all, but they all, they all hang <laughs> together now because... But here's the thing. Uh, Who watches them? Are forty and fifty somethings? Yes. Reliving that shit. Yeah. Kids ain't watching because they don't know that music, no. bro. They don't know that music. So yeah. is it, but it's still fun. Tribute bands yeah, well, you. Yeah. Okay, so so kids, real quick, like, what does Kobe listen to? Hip hop. Meek Mill. He loves Meek Mill. And which is what? He's is that rapper. like that? He's uh, a rapper. Yeah, but is that? He's like, the rapper that the that Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, oh, got yeah. out of jail. Yeah, yeah, came yeah. And picked them up. Is that the his, the rap that's like you know? It's 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 modern mush rap. Meek Mill's cool. Hey, I'm old school. I like gangster rap. I like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, okay. yeah. Eminem. So, but that's real Wasn't that, was that you, today's rap? Should, did you really like trash. that Super Bowl sorry, performance? Hey, sorry, Drake, but Drake. Oh, fuck Drake. Fucking, fuck Drake. It's fuck soft, fucking Drake and, music. and Kanye. Fuck Kanye, too. Kanye's, Kanye's cool. Drake is uh, soft, I don't like bro. Kanye. Fuck well, it. Pick a name. You like him, but Kanye's music is different. What I don't I'll like I'll respect is, him if he loves his music. Yeah, 
he he's just a phenomenal musician he's gone you know early on he he was great he went his own way but uh just modern rap i'm not into it might be my yeah. age it well, might be the content did, did you like the super it's bowl the content. it's the content 100%. but did you like the super bowl it's like, performance? Yeah, you know it was rad was that not rad or what dude? On, dude i wanted more i wanted a half hour more of that well, because shit. all those dudes have so many hits they scratch eminem could do a show by himself yeah of course the dude's got it it's the same with dre dre's really a producer he's never really been known as a rapper anyway he's cool and snoop snoop come on what do you think yeah. of the uh, halftime show that's what i just that's said what we're talking about oh sorry yeah it was phenomenal <laughs> but that was the air but the kids, the kids can't relate to that <laughs> they, a lot of them barely well actually I should well, who say, watches did the kids watch football hold on a second i was gonna say they barely know but then my kids are, every time i'm walking by and they're in the shower they're playing freaking ding 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 and it's eminem or it's dre or sure. snoop dog and i'm Good. like all right yeah well, we when, it, when it comes to rap that's something that you can wrap your head around but like you're saying like today's rap today's rap is just know, about uh, hookers fuck, and fuck the pussy and yeah, like n-word like n-word the wop song by well, whatever name is like yeah, what yeah. in it's the hell is this? it's like, it's like yeah, shock it's value mush. they're trying to get that shock value that eminem had it's too copy and and they're going too far yeah it's too okay. copycat but it, it, it nwa was before that but even before that was two live crew no, I hear was, you. We want some pussy. I mean, Luke Skywalker. Dude, yeah, that shit was fucking gnarly, dude. Hey, That's right. We want yeah. Some At the same time, okay. Beastie Boys came out. That was the same '87, but dude. It was. I it, mean, that even to me. But it was like clean. It was yeah, to right th- now. Even well, saying like saying that. It, remember it, the PMRC. Not. Remember uh, Al Gore is what Tipper Gore? Oh yeah, she started that thing. That's why they. That's, that's why. That's why you have that label, label now. The PMRC. Uh, they call says, it. You know, parental music. Or whatever. Re- yeah. The Parental Music Resource yeah. Center. They're gonna tell you what you can listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. we want to yeah. decide what we listen yeah, that's to. That's funny, man. Yeah. But you. But originally, you could go into a Music Plus or a Warehouse, and you couldn't buy that album without your parent. Uh, if you were right, under 18. They had the explicit label, correct. Yep. Yeah. All right, let, 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 let me shift Sorry, this to music videos, place. right? So MTV came out and they had the music mm, videos. Oh, Changed fuck. music completely. Yeah. Changed it completely. It did. It was good at the time. Now, have you guys, have you guys watched... I'm trying to think of Traditional artists. MTV, it's been decades since there's been a video on No, it's on been it. trash. Right. Yeah. 16 and... I mean, when it first came out, YouTube, there's still music videos on no, YouTube. No, 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 no. no. no like, old sure. school MTV, when it first came out, was a music television Only, right yeah. now Only. it's just junk like, oh yeah reality show. Right, right, right. but i'm talking no. about like, like, like today's artists videos yeah they are some of like the most explicit of course devil yeah. um oh yeah some know, of them but no and, that, and that's just because they're putting but it on that, youtube their platform like, or whatever right? that's what's yeah. out there you go to like this local co- coffee shop and you watch their music videos holy shit like it's gnarly yeah you know yeah, what exactly. happened to I guess, wholesome shit. Yeah, no. I mean, even the well, wholesome, even the bad shit back in the day was is now wholesome. Exactly. It's about clicks. It's about clicks. That that's what did it, it is, is because uh, you know I mean, the, they're the blood on themselves. They're dancing right. in blood. They're right, and it, it doesn't nonsense. even matter. Like it doesn't even matter the content. Like if you can get 13 million views on it, like that's like even happens. if you think this is disgusting, like oh dude, check this out. This is disgusting, like. That's another click. It's controversy that's another sells. Dollar yeah. Controversy sells, Rick. You yeah. Know that. No, hundred percent. So how how can how can this group in this room right now bring back music? Good. Uh, well, I would have you know to what? quit we, my job. Wait, what it is 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 music. What appeals to you is relative. Yeah. We we couldn't bring back music for young kids because we're not young kids. Yeah. We, we were your experiences yep. growing up are what makes you, what shapes you, yep. and the music you hear at the time. 
bro, your parents will go, oh, I remember this. You know, I used to throw my panties at Elvis on this song. Yep. Sorry, right. Margaret. Yeah. No, totally. Did, but, yeah. But, yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? But that's like, it changes. Oh that's my exactly God. the point is that, um, like my kids, I mean, my youngest, his favorite band is Metallica. So obviously Brad. my influence is just him sure. hearing that at a young age. Yeah. You know, um, he loves Pennywise. He's going to go to Pennywise shows. He's That's already awesome. been to Pennywise shows with me. That's so, right. you know, the, the, you have that influence still because of the same thing when like you're riding in your mom's car and your dad and Denny's oh. driving. And you're listening to whatever exactly. Beach Boys Mamas at the time. and the Papas or something. Like yeah, that. I mean, it's terrible. Great band. Uh, okay, see, well, it, okay, but I love I, it shit too. Because I he literally has listen, an iPod I, in his truck, an iPod with music on it. I'm yeah, like, it's the hottest thing. But here's what I'm getting at: like my favorites right now because my dad had this influence on me. I'm listening to I listen to Beach Boys. I listen to Hall and Oates. I hey, listen to great band, Lionel Richie. I mean Lionel oh, Richie dude. and the Commodores. Commodore, Badass. Baby. I dude, mean Bruce Hornsby in the Rage, yeah, I man. Mean, well, that was a little bit later, but yeah. Still. Yeah. You know, th- so those things, you know, obviously Joe Walsh and the Eagles and all that stuff. Um Paris listen to Pink Floyd. I, I found Pink Floyd late. Hey, I found hey, I found hey, Pink hey, Floyd uh, in high school. Hey, I dude. found Pink hey, Floyd Pink, when I started smoking weed. Pink Floyd Animals, one of the greatest oh, albums ever. Pigs on a wing. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. dude! And I'm not a huge Pink Floyd, uh, you know, fan, but that's a great album. God, dude, but everybody yeah. just talks about breaking the wall, but you know, I was also I 13 years Pink old Floyd. and heard it a million times, fucking smoking weed, and just got, you know, it's it's relative to yeah. your time, your experience. Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is the fact that my kids, I mean, walking but, by and just listening, okay, and I'm so like, your kids. Okay, so there's an influence. I, they listen to what obviously is in the truck when sure. they're with me. Now Marissa, she's she's listening more to Christian music and all that stuff. Things have changed. I, I mean, love, it I start, love it started, music. So do I. But it started with Switchfoot, and I was like, that's cool because they rad. My favorite band, Switchfoot, hands down, bro. John Foreman. Dude, dude I've seen him just three so times. talented, man. Switchfoot, bro, the whole band, is one talented. of the greatest bands yeah. ever. Hardly Pure. Bro, Lyricist, everything. It, I, yeah. Dude, I swear to you. I just took a shower. I had Switchfoot Essentials playing on yeah. Apple Music right now See, before I came here. We're connected in the brain. Switchfoot you know, so. is phenomenal. I saw him at the, uh, what's the little theater, the Fox Theater mm-hmm. in downtown. Pomona. I, I saw him at one of those Dana Our Point Fox gigs theater, recently, yeah. April and I. Love Switchfoot, bro. One good, good, good live, you good guys live band know too. That we were meant to live about, yeah. but yeah, they, a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I know Switchfoot is. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Switchfoot. Craig doesn't know unless he hears it. So. Bro, know. you would know. No, you would know a ton. Sure, bro, that, I love. You phenomenal. Love it. Yeah. No, they're so, so good. Yeah. So my favorite band right now. Yeah. Switchfoot. Good, good. Craig has a little bit of maybe a negative view on the music that his parents listen to i don't know about negative it's just funny to me he like of course he's stuck he won't even turn on something new he no. just okay, has dad, iPod, like, yeah. well, i guess dad is your dad i mean yeah but he listens he's to also the same what, stuff years old. Yeah, denny yeah, the same hey stuff denny, he has denny's got kid. this going right here dude yeah for sure uh, so. Denny's cool bro uh, no i, I love his, him trust his Levi's me but. and his t-shirt you know it's 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 rad and yeah, that's like, all that matters to him, and that's fine. He got to a certain point hey, in life he can be the singer good. for Allison Chains, Levi's in a T-shirt. All, and he's good with it, you know? It's like he, he, got, Shorts to, and he got to a certain age, a certain, like, uh, mindset, and I'm good right hey, here. Guess don't, what? don't fuck with me. And guess what? And that's what happened with us, and that's why we and don't relate so. to today's hip-hop. And I'm looking at it, we yeah. Know, that's, we know that's gangster true. rap because that was our formative years. Right. We hate Drake not only because he fucking sucks, but because we don't relate to that shit, yeah. dude. We well, relate to I well, like to have drums But how do you relate to today's but, but, music? But, but when trash. we heard all that stuff, there was only one or two, three bands at the time. Now everything sounds exactly the same, and so I don't even know what's what yeah, and who's no. who. That, hey, that's, I don't as like you that guys argument. Call it, that's, I, uh, uh, that's the machine because one popular band is it hits it, 
dude, are you going to try to sound different or just like him? Who do you sound? We don't sound like anybody. Right. We talked. Yeah. Well, and I I know what you're saying in a minute, but it's the same thing I know with rock and every genre. But I'm focused just on rap because I hear it and I'm like, no, don't, no, no, that's not what I want. I want to hear NWA. I want to hear Eminem. I want to hear, you know, whatever. That's it. I'm done. So, like, real quick, one of my, like, I'm, if I'm a super fan of, anything it's like old school country outlaw yeah. country sure. willie nelson like george Strait, or not or later oh willie willie whalen and all that stuff sure um and the gang and that's because when i was a kid small kid that's what was on the record that my parents played so we're going go, back to bro. the same thing yeah so like is there anything that your dad played that you'll still listen to today? Like, it's still jazz. There, back jazz. in the day, 105.1 KKGL out of Long Beach. Mm. My dad was a huge jazz fan. John Coltrane, okay. Miles Davis. Shit, you guys wouldn't listen. Just doodling mindless music. Dave Brubeck, trio, quadruple, whatever, quartet, yeah. quadruple, whatever. Like, but I like jazz. But, you know, just so we know, my favorite music is classical music. My favorite instrument is the piano. You guys ain't listening to that shit, bro. I like yeah. Mozart, Chopin, Beethoven. That's but that's me. But nobody wants to hear that. But for me, I'm driving. I'm working. It's jazz or classical music. Really? It's not rock and it's, roll. It's not rap. You're that's mm. that's a, this is actually common though. It actually yeah. is because it's it's almost that most musicians that are in a certain genre have influences from a different genre and that's what calms them down. Whatever it is, that's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the same music that they're playing. No, it's corny. It's predictable. It's predictable, dude. Classical music for me does something to my brain. It's the wave, it's common, right? It's, yeah. it's that it's that rhythm. It's that sound wave. You know, I don't even know what it is, bro. It just works. Clarity it, 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 comes that mega, that mega when hurts, I hear whatever. classical music. Does something happens in my brain and the clouds part and shit becomes real syncopated and clear? And I'm I don't know. I can't explain it. And jazz huh. is free form, and I like that too. But classical music does something. It has since I was a kid. I like rock, don't get me wrong, but bro, if I was by myself, I'd be listening to classical music probably or Switchfoot. Mm. So, Craig, what that's about you? you? That's rock I and mean, back in the day, 50s classical. music, does that have any hold on you? I, I don't, I don't um, have that relation that you guys have to it. Um, Music's just music to you, no matter me, what. Music when you were 10 years old, what was like on My the, parents were into music either, you know, so they didn't, oh, they I didn't grow up playing records or oh, grow see, up we listening did. to Really? Music. We grew up yeah. listening oh, to dude, Motown. We had, my mom yeah. loved Motown. We I, had yeah. the, the gigantic set, like it was, it was like a cabinet that had a record player in it, had a TV in it, and, you know, it had the place for the records, and you put all the records in of place. Of course, dude. And most it, of they it. They were called consoles. Yeah, it was a huge console with giant speakers, and in the middle yeah. of it was, yeah. and the lid lifted up. Yeah, we Crazy. had that, and dude, hey, I was, have thousands of it albums. It was Willie Nelson day. albums, and it was Waylon Jennings, and that's what was in there. So, like on Sundays, while mom and dad were cooking like Sunday dinner, you'd put on Stardust, uh, Willie Nelson, Stardust. You know, like that album, or oh, Redheaded Stranger, Redheaded Stranger. You know, yeah. Or, um, hey, well, uh, what oh, state was this? Colorado. There you go. Yeah. Well, here's something for you. Cause what happened could... to John Denver? Oh, oh yeah, we had John Denver. Oh, yeah, 100% rad, yeah. John Denver was on there. So that's, that, that, oh, yeah. that's country music, right? Yeah. What's happened to country music? It's called pop now. Yeah. It's pop. It's it, gone. It, they, like, it's yeah. blended. The well, music no, awards, I mean, dude, it's, all, if you, it's it, R&B, it's n- pop. Well, they're mixing rockabilly, everything in that now, too. If you listen to 
Cody, trying to create it, something new. Like if you Coulter Wall, Cody Jinks, uh, Sturgill Simpson. Speaking Spanish. Yeah. I don't even well, know what these you're these guys are Nashville uh, people. No, oh, I got you. No, no, they're not Nashville people. Oh. They're like the outlaws. Well, they they, they're were the Willie, the Whalen, the George Jones. They're holding, they're holding true of today. The they're, they're holding true. What about yeah. the Dead South? Is that their name? Do you know them? Uh-uh. Oh, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I mean, there's artists out there that are still holding true to like some traditions. Like there's brand new guys in their 20s that are still playing trying to bring it all back yeah i don't even trying to bring it all back but that's their style that's what they listen to well, they're like hilzer's kid who who still digs metallica yeah. that's what yeah. it takes to bring it back right they influence their friends and, right bro hey good music is good music i hear old shit and go that was freaking rad i want to hear your, your takes you back sometimes no I, when you were talking about your the big player and all that stuff and playing records and all that stuff in your childhood so my favorite story is the fact that my dad had his 1974 Cheyenne Chevy truck that you could jump from the front to the back when the camper was on with no seatbelts and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Get yeah. a soda for your dad or a yeah. beer or a beer, no seatbelts worn yeah. and eight track. And the oh, eight yeah. track was Beach Boys Endless Summer. And I remember to this day with the grass and the two heads poking out. And I'm like, I thought it was Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I swear to God, the I thought it was yeah, Chi-Chi yeah, Chong. Yeah, yeah. The one A track that I remember that was in my mom's car. My dad was the country guy. My mom was kind of more the rock and roll gal. Um, but ELO, Electric Light oh, Orchestra, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, dude she's still so one rad. of my favorite bands. So rad. Hey, Rick, she was yeah. a little so bit rad. country. He's a little bit rock and roll. Something yeah. like that. Dude, yeah. ELO, that's, that's, a, that's a good yeah. band, it was man. That's ELO, a good band. They were good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were gosh. good. She loved ELO, and I love them right now like, this will this will throw you for a little bit great. of loop not the hugest weezer fan I'm, i've seen them live oh, weezer's great bro see him live really good live didn't, um, the, didn't the mom of one of them live in canyon lake right there uh, no uh the, the drummer, drummer still the lives drummer. there oh there you yeah, go patrick okay. wilson no they're but, great bro. but um they did a uh the sweater song no they yeah well they did a teal album because yeah, they started coloring their albums like black album white no, album peaches is that's no, a, that's a United States. The president, yeah, president United States of United States of America. America. All right, whatever. Same, same, same thing as sweater. Great band, by the way. Dude. <laughs> hey, hey, great band, by the way. Yeah, the, well, they, they, they didn't last, but yeah, no, that was a great song. But they were great, dude. But um, it's, a, it's a great song. I mean, the lyrics. I mean, what? Hey, just, eat a lot of peaches. Just eat, a lot of peaches. eat a lot of peaches. Hey, what about Justin? It was, it was about pussy peaches. in a different way. Hey, what about oh, Justin yeah, Bieber? Yeah. He gets his peaches yeah. down in Georgia, yeah. and he gets his weed from California. <laughs> You don't that know Justin Bieber? <laughs> See, that's a good. That's a recent that's big hit he had. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's it huge. So, so yeah. anyhow, what I was saying on the Weezer, there's, there's a, the, it like was a surprise album that came out. It's called, the, it's the Teal album, and they're all dressed like uh, Miami Vice. Oh, great! On the album cover, because all four of them always on the album cover, kind of like how we do our pictures with our podcast. But anyhow, all these songs came out, and there's cover songs, and every one of them, oh fucking. You will be blown away. Yeah. I mean, it's TLC, no scrubs. I love it. It's freaking Black Sabbath, love fucking TLC, Iron Man. It's fucking. Who is this? Weezer, like dude. They're, they're that, that fucking twelve like song album is in blow. Will blow you away. You're like, holy shit. And ELO's on there. Yeah. I mean, mm. everything is what, rad. What's dude. the What's the band that does the punk versions of all? They're the cover tune. Oh, all the famous yeah. musicians. Uh, Michelle listens to those guys. But they the, do the, the, the no, punk, no, it's, the punk it's first in the gimme gimmies. It's the, me first in the gimme gimmies. The, thank yeah. you, bro. Yeah. Right? Same same principle. <laughs> yeah. Same concept. Yeah. Yeah. But that exactly. that, 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 that Weezer album is like, you're like, holy fuck. Just when you hear something, you're like, oh, that was good. And then you're like, what the fuck? They're doing TLC and those scrubs now? And it's just like all badass, just all 
you know, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Dude. Dude, it's like, how, how's that work? They just contact that that artist and go, "Hey, I want to buy your song." And no, then, you don't buy the I don't, song. Yeah, you, well, you, he would you know. You can I don't record know. and play anything. You don't get the royalties for it. So yeah. because who, right. because it's probably it. going to the songwriter. Well, hundred percent. You can yeah. record and play if you record it. You do have to get consent to record it, but you're not making any money on that. You're they're getting the publishing royalties. They own the song. Yeah, uh, you could play any song. So why but they, they, why but they do that? No, but they could do it live, and it's nobody. That's just part of their concert tour. Absolutely, Not, nobody's bro. getting money out of that none, other than them. None. Right, yeah. but they they released this this music. No, the album. It was an album. Well, so they, yeah, they, they had got, to get. They, yeah, they're getting they, royalties they got, to all those. Yeah. So bands how royalties work? It's on a scale. If you're on, any, you know. I don't know nowadays because everything's streaming and you make pennies on the dollar. Back in the day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this. one of the um, biggest one of the biggest areas that bands would make their money was merchandise. So there were companies on tour too. There were com- right, but there were companies. So you're an up and coming band. You've been living in an apartment with your five stinky fucking homies for five years. <laughs> you finally get a crack at a record deal. First shark to come swimming your way is Music Man or these merch man. These companies that come in and go, hey bro. Right now, we'll give you $200,000 for your merchandise. Fuck yeah, you're lady, you're famous. You can't even have your own shirt in the lobby at your show at the Coliseum yeah. because they own your they shit. They own you. So they take your dough. The other big way is royalties for your music. You get a publishing deal. While the publishing company, they're getting part of it. You're the lowly old drummer, bass player in the band. You're only getting a small fraction of a percentage of that album sale for playing bass, yeah. bro. And five years later, you're some fucking drunk somewhere in a local band because you've made no money doing what you were doing because that's just the way the music industry goes. Yeah. The internet changed that. Bands could take control of their shit. That's the way the industry works. So they, they would just take advantage of that that band saying, oh, these poor guys. Time after I'm time. I'm going to sign these guys. I'm going to give them more money than they've ever seen, but no matter yep. what they do, we own them. Yep. So, so here's more here, money than they've ever seen, but just a fraction of what they deserve. Yeah, yeah, and then and and in per- per- perpetuity, right? Because now they're, they're correct to this they day. Own them. So it's a scale. So when you're hot, back in the day, if you're on regular rotation, heavy rotation, yeah. you five bucks a pop, five bucks yeah. a pop, dude. Hello, you're making money today. If your your music's on a what's a well like Spotify, well like Spotify right now, like Pennywise gets like fifteen cents every time it's, it's played on anybody change, doing it. It bro. is chump change. It used to be. You're still making your most change. money on tour. But Correct. going going back going back to the Weezer Teal album that I was telling you, this is why it got made. Is if you remember, they did the cover of Africa. Mm. Well, they oh, first the did the cover. They first did the cover for a fan that said Correct. it'd be awesome if he did Africa, and they did Ro- they did Rosanna. Right. And they were like, and the the, the person that requested it was like, well, wait a minute, I asked for Africa, and they ripped on Rosanna. That was Toto, right? The band, yes. the original band. Toto. So so here's what this is where it comes full circle. Toto is like the biggest band now. Like to go on mm. tour with. Of course. Journey's got them on their new tour now. Because of Weezer. Because Weezer brought them back. Yeah. Right. So this this song track That's type. Awesome. So this, the track listing goes Africa, right? Obviously. Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh, great. Tears sweet for dreams. Fears. Hey, tears for yes, fears. Yes, sweet great. dreams are made of this. Eurythmics. Right. Take on me. Mm. Oh, aha. Ooh. Hey, aha. One yep. of the OG. Happy together. Wait, oh, so one? happy together? Yes. Ooh, that's old school. Yes. Is what that is like that one? Mamas and the Papas? That's uh, the Turtles. The Turtles. Turtles. Wow, 60s. And then it gets into Paranoid, which is Ooh, badass. Black Sabbath. Mr. Blue Sky, Ooh, ELO. Yes. Ooh, no Scrubs, TLC. Yep. 
Billy Jean, Michael Jackson, Ooh, rips too, great. by the way. And Stand By Me, Benny King. I've heard the, Ooh, so you the gotta, Billy Jean. I'm telling you, listen to this Weezer Teal album. It's fucking oh, phenomenal. Great, give me the, give, give a little bit of the uh, ELO song just to the mic right there. Uh, on the well, phone. I'm on Wikipedia, but I'll find uh, it. I'll, 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 right. give, I'll give it to you. Right, we don't have to do that. Hey, you know what's funny? Mr. Blue Sky, that's one of their weaker songs. I'm sorry. Oh, no, for but, sure. ELO. But, but it's all mellow. It sounds like the Beatles, and then it rips at the yeah. end, when, you know, when it goes into its its thing, you know. Um, but yeah, you know who they're like? So so that's a little, if you're a Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath song, I mean, fan, you're probably not really that heavy into ELO. Yeah. Or no, like it, for me, Blue Oyster Cult, like Godzilla, mm, Don't Fear the Reaper. That right. shit was kind of Bud Light back in the day for me. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and it, it's just fell along like, those lines. again, it was what was in the 8-track player when Correct. I was a kid. Oh, yeah, no. I know. You know, we'd be driving, we lived up in the mountains. And we would go school shopping in Denver, which was like an hour and a half drive. And, you know, the eight track of ELO would just be on loop. Oh, cool. oh, of course, dude. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, and you would hear it click because it's four different. It's one, two, three, and four, the way the, the way the tape actually works. Yeah. So the first couple songs would play, and you hear the tape go. Yep. And then it would go to the next song. You yep. could hear it. So some of my early demos are on cassettes. So this is, okay. This Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah. This is Mr. Blue Sky. This is an ELO it's gonna, song. It's, it's, it's rad, dude. Huh? Oh, you can't hear it? Oh, dude, that's pretty spot on. Okay. And now that I hear it, ELO is influenced by the Beatles. Oh, 100%. Of yeah. I thought it was the Beatles. For the longest time. Like, you oh, too, that's right? ELO song. Hey, hey. Great cover. It gets better. You know when it kind of ends and then it's just. Sun is living here today. Hey. No, I'm thinking that this was a, uh, just in the recent movie, like the star. The star. Uh, what's that new uh, series? Not series, but. No, the movie. Um, the one guy has a good falsetto. The dude, they're freaking nailing it, though. No, this, trust me. Put this album on it. You, Michael Jackson beat it. Like, well, I've heard that one. Dude. Yeah, I've heard the that black, one. The Paranoid no, Billy by Jean. Black Sabbath. Oh my gosh! You're like, what the fuck? All right, play that and one. It, and TLC Scrubs. Play the Play the All Paranoid. Right. Cause that's pretty spot on right there. Hey, every band's played Paranoid. By what's the that, way, what's that? What's that new movie? Well, out? Not new, new, but with Chris Pratt. Blue Oyster Cult. No, that was like Chris the first Pratt, song he's I lead, lead, the bow, lead in that. Bow, bow, Star. Bow, oh bow, yeah, bow, Guardians bow, of the Galaxy. Yeah, oh, they, that's, that's that song at the very beginning. Yeah, they have. Oh, that, they do a lot of those. Oh, okay. Little Groot dancing. Around. Oh no, that's a. That's a. What do you want? No scrubs. Smoke on the water. No, you want smoke on the water. Deep purple. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who'd you want? No scrubs or what'd you want? No, the the black the paranoid. Oh yeah, that's. Dude. Hey, oh, so man. back in the day, uh, we were Buck and I were in a band, and we had me and Mike Lavin, Sean London, my homie, that's in with Billy Idol now. We had a little side band long before, just as fun, long before tribute bands. We had a, a band called Masters of Metal. We would do this. Mm. We would do the "Bang Your Head" song from a Quiet Riot. Yeah, and, and you're we, covering you guys. So just fun. Just like I wore a wig. And had this, yeah, great. All for show, just like uh, <laughs> for fun. Yeah, we would play shows for fun. That's yeah. good. Side band. 
Yeah. yeah. And we would also, we had a little that trio that would play coffee no. shops. Fucking Weezer. We would play like America. <laughs> we would dude. play Horse With No Name. Oh, that's good, man. And, yeah, uh, dude, it's so like good. That. Garden Party from Rick Springfield. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, that's good wow. stuff, man. Dude, that's Heavy crazy. metal Seriously. at night and coffee coffee shops during but, the day. Mm-hmm. Put that shit on your uh, play, dude. All those. Uh, dude, I'll check that out for sure. Well, let, yeah. Let's open that's up a uh, somewhere where, where bands can come play again. Uh, uh, we have that. Where? where? We have Main Street, we have My House, and we have your track. The, so let's do open, this. Open air. And, yeah. and now we have open Chatty, yeah. and we have Chatty. Let's go. We need power at your place, though. That's gonna be generator. the only problem. Oh, I got plenty of power. Well, we gotta have a lot of generators. Hey, dude, that would be that no, would be power a, for good, that good would be a great weekend thing. At the well, track. you you never oh, responded to me. Was blown away by that. Track. You never oh, responded to me, by the way, when I've asked you three times now. I'm trying to get April first through third. Let's go. I, I'm saying yes to a certain extent. You can tell me tomorrow. Matter. Let's go, and I go. So That's I'm more not like trying to get you for a weekend. Is I'm trying to coordinate with my wife who doesn't want to go camping. If I can grab the kids, it's fine. She can take another car there, and you're 30 minutes away, dude. She's happy to have a week. A weekend by herself. She likes though. it without us there. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, but not if Stinkfinger's playing. No, I, I would love to oh, do dude, something like that. That would you know? be so great. I mean, it, and oh. really just go out there because Chris you know, had that that one ten sluts race out there. You'd get a lot more than that too because yeah. obviously of his influence and backgrounds, Floyd, RV, all these guys that know metal militia guys, all that stuff back in the day. These guys you, all you, know him. You're yeah, all no, we, yeah. We, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all do. Yeah. But it, but it would be it could be it could turn into something pretty Actually, rad you know what? on the back side of that track. Is we have a flat, ten acre parcel, right? That we can set up a full stage. Woodstock, dude. baby. Yeah. Uh, and it's, Woodstock right now it's, 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 it's just getting to be springtime. We could mow that field, and we it could. would be like it would be like turf. Hey, hey, do you, and there's we just have to get there. trucks back hey, there to unload so, everything. Hey, remember it's when, all road. No, I know. Hey, you guys, I know. remember what we used to do at? I can't believe they sold us fucking so cheap, and we didn't buy it at. Chuck's place up there in Yerma. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, well, yeah. something like that where where we camp. You're not bothering it, anybody. It, the show's We've on a Saturday, camping. but everybody stays on Saturday night. So yeah. this, this, I'm not is, so, yeah. so this yeah. is going back to a Rick Bottrell story, by the way. Who? Yeah. yeah. They uh, all all Sorry, the punk Craig. all the old school punk guys were doing they did a show up there and they, there's a camp you can set up and there's weird around that same what water is it, park. The punk rock bowling thing. Yeah. No, that's I, well, that's a little different. But just kidding. But same. Who nanny? No. No, Hootenanny. Camping at Hootenanny? Well, Hootenanny was cool because that was Mike Ness's thing. So, right? I'm, I'm was. actually, was uh, my wheels are spinning. Let, let's do that. I'm Why don't we do that? That's so rad. Hey, family event. Okay, so now we have something yes, we're going to well, plan right now. Family event. So hold on a second. Fuck so yeah, Rick bro. Rick brings the beer. He sells the beer. Yeah. There. I don't even need to sell it. Like no, just he gives no, it away. Five five thousand people there. You're oh, we're not doing five thousand people, bro. Okay, there's going to be five thousand people. Let's do it. Like a. Like we a, start like small, we go garden. big. Hey, like, you know, my, 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 he's not my father-in-law because I'm older than him, but it's my mother-in-law's boyfriend. He brews beer. What a concept. Roach brews beer. We do a deal like that. No Roach charge. does too, yeah. No charge. You got to kick it down for everybody who's there. We'd be lucky yeah. to get a couple no, hundred. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Like, like a couple hundred. hundred. You start, you start, I'd be down for a couple hundred, not Yeah, you start getting too no. big, then you're okay, talking yeah. alcohol. No, that's that's five years from like now, I'm saying. Yeah. Shit. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking ahead. I'm really dreaming ahead. And you have a little reunion with your buddy Buck. Come down and play some oh, songs. Oh, and and if you, if, I swear to God, if you tell Buck <laughs> that Hilzer's there, he's coming. I don't know. That, me, well, <laughs> he might not. Yeah. But yeah. Me and him got in a lot of trouble at the end of our lives together. So we need to get him on Facetime real quick. Oh, Ooh, Ooh, that would be dude. weird or cool. Dude. Well, I don't. I want some things I was going to say on here. I'm not going to say with that. So yeah. uh, we'll keep that one. Well, too, I mean that that to me thing. is like 
That's a great That's idea. That's rad, guys. though. Like, I, I, That's I love easily done, the homeschool, the, just the oh, homeschool, old school scene of, of, of real music. And that's what I'm trying to get at when I say, like, us, oh, bring it all back. But that's where it all, like, what I enjoy. You know, maybe I am old and I, I'm stuck in my ways, too, like my old man is stuck in his ways. Yeah. But like, I, I, I can't handle today's music. It's just so horrible. Well, you know? Well, I guarantee if, you, if we started something like that, small scale like that, Stinkfingers involved, whoever else is playing, I, Lee Cook plays, it whatever. It would be very hard yeah. to do. No, we, we, we already we, have two great yeah, bands. Yeah, Lee would do it. Hey. I guarantee we could get Pennywise there without a doubt. Hey, well, what you do is first you just have one of them and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. Say, exactly. Let's, let's plan exactly. it. Exactly. Right. right. So yeah. here and we go. Be a small you guys are getting back thing, together. Man. Perfect time right. to think about that. Well, because we're local, I think the charm of, uh, if you could say charm, and be a tough guy in a band. The, the charm. Well, you've already ruined the that romance. I think the romance. Yeah, the romance and uh, rock band. The romantic side. The charm of having Steamfinger back together is it's that era. It's fun. It's yeah. You yeah. know, dude, it's fun, fun bro. It's well, hey, fun. But that, we, we but that music was kind of about that hey, style that, of that life. That was party, you know, boat, it was rock, exclusive right. to And riding motorcycles. Bro. That was That's what it was. Yeah. Everything about it. The well, song Fifty Nuts. Well, Fifty Nuts now has gone into One Ten Sluts, and they've had our little. You can change those lyrics easy that 110 uh race at our track we'll do a little race too you know be uh, so great bro. all right it's on it'd be I mean, so great well we can, we can we can reach out to lou too and he could lou put would that be together all over yeah. lou filmed the 50 nuts thing yeah. bro yeah he was there with floyd. bender's hey, bender's hey, around too Chad, bender would come back down and film floyd too. was riding with him when he took the fucking i know darted yeah yeah Big but time. bender's right here bender's up the in uh la cresta or whatever so he'd come back down and film hey the beauty there is you do what the fuck you want yeah, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, we own it. So great. We don't have bro. any producers pointing out no what we neighbors. need to do. You're super cool. And they, and the ones that we do would be pumped. Super They'd pumped. probably show up. That really is a great. Yeah, hey, bro. Let's do if it. was a hundred people, it would be all close friends and family. I, I dug. Can I, I dug. I'll tell I you, it'd be way more than that, Kurt. Oh, I know. Without a hundred percent. Hey, I regretted not. Because I only went two years to Chuck Singh. And one, one time you guys had the Slash yeah, X guy yeah, play. Chuck. But, Dude, what a, great, what a great deal. Just the oh, bonfire yeah. in the middle John. of all the rigs. and I mean, what so a great fun. concept to do yeah. it locally. We, yes, we do. We, we, we were out there for yeah, we were uh, just there last weekend. President's weekend, yeah. Well, we were the same thing. Well, President's weekend, version. just me and Craig took our trailers. Right. That was it. But Craig came out. I mean, Rick came out and uh, Ted. Ted came out one night. Right. We had and we had like Myers and a bunch a of guys. version, you know. But, yeah, it's but pretty cool. we've done it before where we've had like seven trailers there. Sure. You know? Or like so. even if it was 30 trailers and 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 100 people or yeah. 40 trailers and a couple hundred people and even if the majority of people didn't stay. Yeah. Or if it's just us and our family like it would right, just be dude. amazing. Just our trailers there's fine and people yeah, come for the night or the day fun, whatever. Bro. Dude, this anyway. is th- oh, I'm in. oh, we just bonfire. we just we just started something now. I'm serious, uh, fellas. I'm I'm not scared. This is a drinking and thinking festival Event. collaboration. The drinking festival. and thinking festival. Festival. This is our Holy podcast. shit! Yeah. Wait, we up until now we had the drinking down. Now we now got we got a thing going. Chatty, this is what right. we do. We yeah. think what too. We do, bro. Dude. And normally we drink, and then obviously it I makes us think. I didn't know this was so. a consortium of bright minds, an this actual think tank, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. This Jeez, is actually dude. this is the thing. You just said the think tank. This is what Rick has called it multiple times. We're in the think tank. Well, we started out being all yeah, deep right? and, and, and yeah. philosophical and political. Stupid yeah. politics yeah, no, and COVID were over fun. all that yeah. bullshit. It, it turned into like fun. having guests and stuff. And that, yeah. you know, it just add, add a different dynamic to it. So sure. we kind of stopped yeah. thinking. But it's now we're thinking. Yeah. Now we're this thinking. This is awesome. But anyway, Kurt, dude, yeah, we're going to shut it down. Rad, it's been dude. two hours. But, uh, two and a half. Good. That was good. Oh, yeah. Right. So yeah. This is a good one. Dude, thank you so much, man. Brother, 
Hey, From another amazing. mother always, buddy. Uh, look forward to having you back, man. Yeah. I know there's more stories in that yeah. brain of yours. Yeah, thank you guys um, for. Uh, I'm glad my clothes are still fun, on. Right? There's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing weird <laughs> happens. Yeah, <laughs> nothing weird. Nothing happens. old school, brother. Unconscious. <laughs> no, no, no banjos are playing. Yeah, yeah right, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. dude. I don't next see time Burt you come, anywhere. yeah, there's no punk videos or anything. Yeah, Making sure right. you're gonna see if you're playing. Next the time you come in, we'll have to bring. Yeah, you'll have to bring a guitar, man. We'll or a piano. We'll bring a keyboard for him. Uh, do whatever. I want to hear some of his love songs. A little jam keyboard. session, maybe? I don't, or, I don't think about not. bringing a piano here. I don't. I got a keyboard, dude. We're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, nowadays, well, Craig was just going to go out and buy one. sound like a piano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true. Right. But anyway, dude, yeah. super awesome. That was, that, yeah. Thank you very much, Chatty. Awesome, Thank you. Cool, Ken. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace.